Buttons. Ooh. <laughs> Pre-grand final punch-on's been settled and um, <laughs> we are here to preview grand final week. Footy and Frothy's in its inaugural year. Uh, the full crew's on board. Punch-on's happened because uh, we only have four headsets. Um, but after all that, as, as the captain coach, I've uh, decided Ollie keeps his starting lineup. Ollie from uh, Rugby League, in my opinion, and um, whatever other site pays you that I'd keep getting in trouble if I ask you to do stuff for. Um, <laughs> you don't. Is here. You, you really uh, don't. Uh, uh, Barney is here. And uh, Damo's here. Uh, he's wrapped his hands. He's feeling better. He's untied his panties. And uh, we're into the grand final show. Good start, uh, and, and the return of Trev as well. So Trev's finally back after his uh, couple of months hiatus. And uh, he'll be on soon to do his... Um, Trev was on the other week. He was on the other week. To do a bit of a preview of the GF later and talk to some of the locals and get some opinions. And uh, we'll get his thoughts as well. But uh, Barney, how are you? Awesome, mate. And you? Yeah, well, looking forward to uh, GF week and uh, after a hot pra semi-final week, it's uh, it's been good footy. And I just wish they'd do it on a Saturday, man. Why well, do it on a Sunday? Why not like, take the public the holiday yeah. was still there, yeah, but... Take the advantage of a Saturday Even night. a Friday. Friday, Saturday. Why do it a Sunday? They do, um, or at least bring it forward to 4 o'clock or uh, even 6.30. Yeah, 6 o'clock. Now it's going to be nah, 8 o'clock well, kickoff now. Saturday's grand, um, AFL grand final day. So yeah. Fuck, we're in New South Wales, mate. I know, but if they're on different days, then the AFL crowd is more likely to watch yeah, but even the NRL if they do it at 6, too. you know, you can get, a, you get the barbie going, get on the beers from 1 till 6, and then slow down and just watch the game. and Be in bed by 8.30. Off and, yeah. Unless Penrith win, and uh, you're one of the desperate hanging around with us. Yeah, slow down. Um, Sounds good. So, yeah. <laughs> Ollie, you're all right, mate? Some of us are going to get up the next day. I am feeling <laughs> nice and blessed, and I'm happy because it's grand final week, and we're here at one of our homes, the Grey Gums Hotel, which I, I know I've not personally been here throughout the entire year, but the boys have been here frequently. So I'd just like to personally give a little thank you to the Grey Gums Hotel for hosting us for m- most of this year and for, for hopefully many years to come. Um, and also, I guess we'll take the time to thank the Colonial, uh, Barney's Garage, Davey's Deck. Deck. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be at those venues for, for many years to come. So, yeah, I'm feeling good, though. Grand final week got me ticket, and I'm looking forward to it. You're a consummate professional, Ollie. Well done. You can have this job next year. You You'd be pretty excited about fucking. the ticket, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 very. Well, Damo? Hi. You are right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feeling better? <laughs> feeling great. All right. Well, we've got... Um, to get into... Oh, quick plugs. Let's get some quick plugs in, though. Um, I want to mention that this... Saturday, Trev, we'll talk about it soon. Trev and Ollie are going to head out to Newtown to nice. chat to Traddy and the boys again to catch up on how they're going. It's the last week of uh, laps for Traddy doing yeah, raising their money for Newtown. So uh, Trev will talk about it shortly when we uh, wrestle the headset off someone. But until then, let's uh, chat You're about. A fuck, wait. What? I've never heard that said ever before. Yeah. <laughs> never. Why can I hear Josh Fleming in my headphones? Yeah. Got, I've got that oh, as that's well. down. That's Ascot. Someone's watching Ascot. Someone's <laughs> got on the pun at Ascot. Uh, all right. Nice. Sorry. Good job, Darren. Um, 
Let's talk about Saturday though. Uh, let's talk about. Let's go back to Friday. Let's rewind. We'll do Friday back first. to Friday. Might as well. Storm thirty, Raiders ten. The ambush was on from the from the fresh storm. First they were outstanding, and uh, the first twenty minutes was as good a twenty minutes of footy you see all year. Uh, Barney, you're going to go first. How quickly we forget, eh? Um, Storm 30, Raiders 10, five tries to two. Completions were 88% for the Storm and 71 for the Raiders. 29 out of 33 sets, played 25 out of 35. Three line blokes for the Storm and four for the Raiders. 34 tackle busts for the Storm, 29 for the Raiders. Three offloads for Melbourne, 20 for the Raiders. I think that bit of panic in the back end there with a bit of, um, you know... Throw the ball around. Bit of throw the ball around at the end of the game. Uh, four dropouts, two for the Storm, three for the Raiders. 301 tackles played, 315. Uh, two ruck infringements for Melbourne and one for the Raiders. Six penalties conceded from the Storm to the one for the Raiders, which I think uh, actually st- when the Storm decided to slow the game down, that's when that started to happen. Uh, four errors to 13, which was what cost the Raiders a lot of momentum and major parts of the game. Smith with 30 tackles, Tappany with 39. Little Pappy with 100. 165 metres and Bateman with 128 metres topped the rate, the metres for Canberra. Uh, Vunavali with uh, top line breaks with uh, Vunavalu with a one and Kotrick with three. Yeah, well, Vunav- what the opinion as well? Or? Vunavalu, um, I thought he had three line breaks into one play it's, there. He definitely had two, so, but they've uh, only credited him with one um, <laughs> at NRL.com. But. All right, you go first, Amy. What do you make of the game? Melbourne's first 20 minutes was yeah. the best 20 minutes you see from a team this year, honestly. Cam- Cam- There's no way Canberra's coming back from that, honestly. Melbourne just put it on straight away. What was it, 18 nil 18 after nil. 20 yeah. minutes? 16 like, minutes, I think it was. Yeah, like, there, there's no coming back from that. As good as Canberra can be, but a Melbourne Storm, the way they're playing at the moment, it's not happening. And all credit to Melbourne. Credit Canberra Phil still sticking in there, but... Yeah. It was, it was never happening. Ollie? Oh, well, I'd like to be a little bit cocky first and say I was the only person who tipped Melbourne to win. <laughs> it's because no one wanted Melbourne to yeah. win. No one might, yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I always tip with, if someone had a gun to my head, who would I tip? And I'd probably oh, you're going to go Melbourne. Melbourne. We, we all yeah, would. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Melbourne just absolutely outclassed them. Look, I've seen people during the week, I think people who are a little bit hopeful for Penrith to win this weekend, although I think they're a good chance, but we'll get on to that. A lot of people are saying, well, Melbourne didn't score many points in the second half so you know they dropped off a bit and that might be an advantage for Penrith well Melbourne did not need to score any more points they They didn't need to they dropped down to second gear and you know what if Canberra came back a bit and started going at them Melbourne would have shot straight back up and I think one they just controlled that game perfectly especially in the second half and I had that they had that great start in the first half but I really liked watching the second half watching Melbourne remain in control and not really giving Canberra a sniff and that's what I really what I was really impressed with from they control the game regardless of scoring points they just control the game Kick deep, defence. Yeah, mate. Um, well, it was, a, it was an absolute masterclass from the Storm coaching department. I don't know if it was Bellamy, his attack coach, or who it was. But the way they just went, Canberra's pretty good in the middle, so we'll just go one-two up the middle, and then we'll just hit their edges for the first 20 minutes. And that's exactly what they did. They didn't play any time in the middle. They just one-two, get us 20 metres and then just spread the ball and just challenge. Obviously, they saw a weakness in the Canberra's outside edge and they exploited that to an absolute tee in that first 20 minutes. Played for another 10 and then just, as Ollie said, they clocked off for that uh, after 30 minutes. They basically went, we can just shut this down now. Well, well not really they clock just, off, but they... No, they it, just started yeah, they they just st- 
still were in control. They'd go the one-two punch, and yeah. then they'd kick for the corners. Like, they were kicking on the yeah. third and fourth tackle. Yeah. Turning Why around, not? Turning around Kotrick, turning around Vellamy, and pinning them in the corners, making them do the absolute hard stuff just to get back to their bloody 20, 30-metre line. Like, there was 16 minutes there. The Raiders didn't touch the ball. They put on 18 points, yep. and then they just started turning around. They just went, fuck it, we'll just kick to the corners. And then... I've got it here. There was 16 minutes where they just, um, yeah, uh, it was 16 nil. Canberra hadn't touched the ball for 16 minutes. Cameron Smith just drives it into a corner, and they had three tough runs, and they were on their 15 metre line. They barely got out there. 20, 20, 25. Yeah. And then they got a six again, and then they got just over halfway, and then they're kicking from 40 metres out. Like, what imagine do you do they, from 40 metres out? Imagine if they don't get that six again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They would have been pinned on their own. 30. <laughs> exactly right. Nah. Yeah, Which they pretty like, much were for the whole game. And then it was the 24 or six at half time, and yeah. Storm just went. We can just manage this game the rest of the way through. They just dropped down the second gear, exactly knowing they, they can did. hold. Now, okay. well, the, yeah. Mel- the most metres in the Melbourne forward pack was Christian Christian Welsh with 114 metres. So that's thirteen And and the cheese, honestly, and the cheese led that. Go there. That's what I mean. They didn't. When the cheese went off, he was actually off the bench. He was leading the metres when he went off, and it was yeah, obviously Welsh at the end there. Now, when you talk about game management, obviously the starting points Cam Smith because. Uh, when people talk about the goat and this and that and whatever flash might be, all those kicks you talk about, that was Cameron Smith. Yep. Those kicking to the corners, that was Cameron Smith. The, the tempo of the game, it was Cameron Smith. In the back Smith. end of the game, it and was Hughes and Munster. Yeah. With massive kicking metres, man. They just they just drove it down there. As soon as they got within about halfway, they just drove it into the corner and went, OK, your turn now. Work well, it out from Munster and Hughes played off Smith's first half, if you ask me. Now, Smith put the level there and the boys just went with him. Now, just to finish off on the Cameron Smith point, what about his like tackle on Kotrick? Yeah, very uh, good. As marker, oh, very he good. was 60 metres behind the play, yeah. oh, and he still ran down. What is he, 35, 36, yeah, whatever 37. he is? 37, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and he still come down that. that was held in. him from the waist and pulled him back. Like, Don't oh, tell me that's not desperation. Uh, nah, but he's not actually that good. He just gets overhyped. You know, Cam <laughs> yeah. Smith, you know, he's actually not that good. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, um, I'm echoing the sentiments of probably 50 to 60% of the, the rugby league fandom out there who I think might just be a little bit jealous possibly maybe mm. um, but yeah look it was just the quintessential you can't not credit that yeah you, 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 when you watch Cameron Smith play I understand where people coming from where you know the sort of the tactics or that he might get away with a couple of things with the refs but at the end of the day he is a world class player and has been consistently for so long I understand if you don't want to call him the greatest of all time personally I don't believe in a greatest of all time because the game has changed that much over the years but I personally believe he's the greatest of just this generation personally and I understand if you don't, but you have to give him give credit where credit is due. I yeah, agree. This, this, I'm with you on that. This I weird agree. current as an overall player, yes. Yep. Obviously, attacking defence is different players that you're going to line up yep. in those sort of areas. But as an overall player, that can can as, as he did on the weekend, just completely control the game. It was that marker for God's but whatever, sake. That wh- whatever. Whatever. Um, Ollie was talking about. But the thing is, whatever sort of spectre you want to look at, greatest of all time through. He's in the conversation he's for work rate. He's in the conversation for tackles. He's in the conversation for kicks. He's in, the, he's in any Matt, longe- longevity, premierships, state of origins, test. He's Matt's in every conversation. So you can't possibly deny that. Anyway, I do want to mention, did we all under... Well, you didn't because you tipped him. Did, Barney, we underrate the week off factor because it was... I think, think last so? week was Canberra's grand final and this... Well, yes. not intentionally, but they came in limping into this game, which we probably didn't factor in. And in a year of no buy, the week off was absolute gold, particularly for an 
a team with a Cameron Smith in it and with a, with some of those sort of guys still not quite 100%. That's it was absolutely cold. Munster I was up to tip Melbourne until about 30 metres, 30 minutes before we jumped on the podcast and then I switched to go the other way. But um, I was a bit, the, the reason I sort of did go the other way, I was a bit worried about the way they were rested just before the final started and then they had the week off and then, you know what I mean? Like they played one game of footy in three to four weeks and um, Canberra were rolling, but they took Canberra's biggest advantage, which was their forward pack, completely out of the game for good 60 minutes. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, you had Hughes and Pappenhausen were probably the best two from Storm over the entire 80 minutes. Uh, you had Pappy with a try, try assist, 165 metres, three tackle busts. Jerome Hughes with two try assists, two tackle busts, two line break assists, like an offload, 300 metres off the boot. Munster got 300 and something stupid metres off the boot as well. Yeah. Just turning them around. Nico Hines played five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're in a position in a semi-final where you can play a bloke for five minutes just to get him out there. Like, like how? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if And Cameron Smith had the last, I think, eight minutes off as well. So it wasn't like it was... Yeah. I, that, Croker, well, that's what it was. Croker dead set aged five years in that 80 minutes. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> like it, by the end of that game, he looked like he was completely shot. Yeah. Obviously, Vellamy didn't help him at all because he had no idea what he was doing in defence. Yeah. He, he had a shot. And then Croker the had head noise going on. Oh, I've got to protect this bloke. And then, fuck it, yeah. We all saw doing, exactly what much. happened. You he know was doing I mean. too much by his own job. Kotrick was very strong, um, you know, without being spectacular. I but thought, um, yes, he was. He was, yeah, one of Canberra's best. Rapana tried too hard. Yeah. And then Rapana got the red mist after he got bundled out a couple of times. <laughs> and then he thought, I'm going to run over these blokes myself. And to, to their game, own detriment. Yeah. Well, Kotrick got two tries. Probably could have had three apart from Cameron Smith. Uh, seven tackle busts and three line breaks. And if Rapana pops a couple of balls, he probably scores again. Yeah, Rapana had three errors, but they played him at centre as well. He's not a centre. That's right. He's, he's not, not. He's a winger. He's a winger. Um, Tappany and Bateman were the best for, for Canberra, but um, they had very little impact because they didn't play down the middle. I want to mention... And they so kept Papali quiet. I do, so, the, and obviously not going down the middle. A couple more guys I want to mention quickly, but um, I do want to mention that we've talked about the attack, but the Melbourne defence, I think that Canberra did come out absolutely on fire that, that first half. 20 minutes. And Melbourne. Uh, and Melbourne just weathered the storm, I think, against 14 teams out of the 16. They probably score 16 or 18 points in well, that second half at minute, least, like and the momentum's really yeah. changing. The kickoff and in the, the second half, when they drove them back, first tackle, and put them in the... They we, got the dropout. We the first tackle of the second half. Here we go. Canberra's yeah. game for the years. They and dropped then, what it was out. It? Then and Melbourne Christian done that to Welch them. absolutely belted Papali when yeah, he came yeah. back for the first yeah. hit-up, man. Like, that, the noise came through the television. I went, oh, fuck. That's yeah. got to That's hurt. Melbourne for like, you. They're, they're not yeah, used to that kind of stuff. And then, what was it? A couple sets later, they put Canberra back in their and own goal. And probably should have got hooked after about 30 minutes. Um, his passing game was horrible. His God. running game and his tackling was okay, but... They needed to get Starling in there. That's and been, Starling made to a me, difference. that's been generous. And Starling made a difference that second half too when he came on. He should have started. Did he have his hands enough things? It was yeah. it was nearly the perfect rugby league performance. I don't want to say it was perfect because Canberra obviously still got a, a couple of tries in and were decent, but it was nearly the perfect rugby league performance in both attack and defence. See, against most teams, Canberra's hot start to that second half, you know, the, the big tackle back into the end goal, everyone thought Canberra's on here. And you know what? Against most teams, the most 
momentum would shift, right? But against Melbourne, who are cool, calm and collected, they just thought, all right, we'll give it straight back to you. Straight back to you. And they did. And Melbourne just controlled... I keep repeating myself, but they controlled the game, attack and defence. You want to look at a team playing at... playing nearly the best performance you can see in a rugby league game. You watch this game of Melbourne against Canberra preliminary final. Canberra were... They weren't heavy outsiders. A lot of people were tipping Canberra. Thought they were a really good chance and Melbourne just completely from minute one to minute 80 were just in control. Attack and defence, whatever you like. Melbourne just dominated that game. Plain and um, simple. Two, the last two people I want to mention are Jerome Hughes was absolutely sensational. Yep. Uh, his running game was tremendous. I think he had flies on him most of the... Uh, not flies, but would the term I think be? he just Bugs chooses the, the right time on when he runs, you know he what just, I mean? He, just, like, he seemed to beat someone every time he touched the ball. He generally kicks uh, or pass them, explosive. But, but when he runs... How do you think the Cowboys and Titans feel about that? Because they both let him go. Titans and, now, and now he's going into a grand final. Titans will be all right. No, he, he played one. He played a game for the Titans. He was up at Cowboys as well. How do you feel about that? They both cut him and go, oh, no, you're, you're nothing. So, yeah, but if we hadn't cut Hughes, Fogarty wouldn't be playing right now. So, ooh. He was, uh, yeah. Grand final or? Grand final. <laughs> uh, gr- grand final for the next 10 years or? Oh, well, yeah, joking, Hughes, Hughes can Hughes, still Hughes, do Hughes that, will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be, In all seriousness, I will be serious when talking about the Titans for a second. But, um, yeah, huge loss. Massive. Huge loss. Massive. Anyway, he was sensational. And um, Adokar continues his hot, red hot form. He's playing probably the best footy he's ever played, in my opinion. He was his support player was exemplary. But he looks as he quick looks, as he's ever fit. Yeah. He's fit because I know he's had he has hamstring issues here and there, but he was. You fit. can tell he really wants to prove himself as a fullback. Yeah. Now here's the thing: I'm nearly at the point where I'm like Tigers, you have to sign him. But I've still got that little feeling he'll have a really good end to the year. Tigers will sign him, stick him at fullback, and whether it's just he's not got the right players around him, something just won't go. Well, exactly the mail right. is. Uh, now Bulldogs apparently but yeah uh, you could do worse I, I would be happy to see him start at fullback somewhere and see how he goes last I, five I, or six games he's played he has looked as quick as I've ever seen yeah oh, he's he, and then you notice and how good is that play they did it only did it once but and it's sad Benji's not there because he'd be red hot for it next year if it did hypothetically because we're on Mates <laughs> Tigers in the grand final that kick on the second to your winger he, oh, he could gone. kick into the empty space yeah. and, and you know, eight times out of ten you're not going to beat him there. and he didn't even get it but they but, he, but they got a repeat set on yeah. five, and, and they were five metres out off their yeah. line. And and, and, but even just a little thing of, uh, right, when he didn't get it, he didn't give up. He said, no, I'm going to no. get you anyway. Just, I, I just thought that he's a complete player now. He's obviously first choice winger for New South Wales. Yep. Probably first choice winger for Australia. And uh, oh, yeah. outstanding, yep. outstanding from he, him. Here's your hypothetical then. Um, does Para throw a bit in for him? They won't. They just signed three players. They just signed. Yeah, they signed off the Joey Lussick. Yeah. But Joey Lussick was a higher power anyway. I would sign him before French, yes. What? Uh, but that's a that's He was a story at Southford this year. Over in the Super League, yeah. Joey Lussick. He's got a Para jersey on in the thing. He's been it's at Photoshop. Para, but he's, he wasn't currently Oh, so was the photo that they showed. Joey yeah. or Darcy? No, Joey. Joey. Joey's Joey. currently Joey. at... Southford over in the UK, which I mean, they're doing all right. So you know, I, don't, I don't want Bevan French back at Parham. Put it that way. <laughs> not at the expense of Guthrie. I mean, L- 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 Lussick's a hook- hooker anyway, and he's not starting over Marnie. So I think he's and I'll protect the centre, but yeah. I'd, I'd take Ado Car. Yeah, you would. All right, Saturday night saw Penrith twenty South sixteen, a scrappier affair. What I think game, it's fair to say, uh, an entertaining affair for all us uh, un. Opinion, 
all of us with no uh, we're not on the stokes in the fire. No, we're opinionated. Sorry, all of us. Uh, nice party. Unaffiliated watchers on. In, yes. I think found it quite entertaining. Uh, Darren Barney, what do the stats tell us? And what 2016, three tries apiece, 72% completion from Penrith and 75 for the Rabbits. Sets were 28 played, uh, 28 out of 39 for Penrith and 30 out of 40 for Souths. Line breaks 5 to 3 for Penrith. Tackle busts were 40 to 27 uh, in favour of Penrith again. Uh, another game where the, the winning team only threw four offloads compared to, yeah. compared to 14 for the Rabbits. I think that's a bit of desperation, obviously, in the back 20 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, they both forced one dropout each. There was 377 tackles for Penrith, played 339 for the Rabbits. Two ruck infringements each, three penalties conceded by Penrith and two by the Rabbits. 13 errors, played 12. <laughs> Appy with 47 tackles, Cook with 51, Mantle with 230 metres, Murray with 132. Uh, Yo with two line breaks and Allen with one. Ollie? I'll tell you what, first up, if Penrith play like that this weekend, they get swept off the park by Melbourne. They just do. I don't think they will coming into a grand final, but the loose carries from both sides, but obviously Penrith are the team facing Melbourne next week. I was chatting to one of the boys at the game I was with, and we were saying, no matter who wins this, this was in the middle of the game, no matter who wins this, if they play like this next week against Melbourne, they get absolutely flogged. Um, look, I, I, Penrith were the better side, not not by far, but I think it was pretty obvious for me because when Penrith had the ball, they looked good in attack and they were making metres up the middle. You look at South, they sort of were a bit stagnated in attack, but then they get the quick offload, as you mentioned, the offloads. They get the quick offload, get up the field, or Penrith would give away a silly penalty, and that's how South got up the field, whereas Penrith 100%. sort of went through the middle and got up. So Penrith were the better side. However, they just can't play like this. It was an entertaining game of football. Well, by the end, I have to admit, I was cheering on Penrith. I was in the Penrith crowd. I, as I've said before, I go with my dad and my brother, and they're one-eyed Penrith supporter, so I'll probably be wearing a Penrith jersey this Sunday as well. Um, but just watching this way, when I when I look, watch as, an, as a neutral looking at that, it was an entertaining game of rugby league, but a worrying one because uh, the mistakes, you, you just couldn't... That wasn't what, Penrith. That both sides. Both sides, I'd say. Souths have been a bit like that all year, though. Yeah, but um, Penrith, in this game specifically, I, I'd say there was a point where for a few minutes it was just you get halfway through a set loose carry for both sides and they were just swapping it over. Then Penrith sort of got a bit more clinical and were a bit more careful with the ball. Uh, but, but yeah, Penrith were the better side in the end. Bernard Sutton not awarding that try, which was not a forward pass. I think we can agree. It certainly didn't look like a forward pass at the time. Mansour's one. Mansour's one. That was a field pass. That was forward, right? Easily forward. That was I don't think it was. Two metres forward. Yeah. No. no. I reckon that was forward. Yeah. Well, uh, this is a great thing about rugby league. Agree to disagree. But luckily in the end... But I'm right. It, it was and a bit of a... agree to disagree. <laughs> forward. <laughs> Fuck you, Ollie, bro. Adrian's right, bro. I mean, <laughs> I mean we, we, no, we've got to talk. Plug his mic now. I mean, he, he is the host, and a, a, a Titans and Tigers supporter arguing over a semi-final result. So we'll move on from that. But Pen- Penrith won in the end. So in the Holy end, whether shit. there was a bit of controversy or not, Penrith got the job done in the end. So we aren't talking about it all week this week, which is good. Um, but yeah, Penrith really need to to hold on to that ball, especially because we're expecting a bit of wet w- weather football. Oh, Gonna be aware of that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Damo. Gonna be aware of it. Penrith. Oh, I'm on, I'm on Penrith. I'm just on Penrith. Oh, uh, this game 
Oh, mate, oh, I agree with Ollie in everything you said. That was Penrith's game to lose, if you ask me. South, South could have won that, and you think about it, Reynolds missed two kicks. So what was it, 20 to 16 final score, yeah? Yep. Reynolds missed two kicks, and yep. he done a Moses. Missed pretty much from yeah, the front. Right at the start. Yeah. Right. So he's missed two kicks. There's four points. Yep. That's 20 all. Yeah. And Penrith weren't looking as dangerous as South was yeah. at certain times. Yeah. And I, I will just say one more thing. Uh, Dag, you brought up before about the week's break. You know, um, I believe some teams it helps, some teams it doesn't. I believe it really helped Melbourne because Craig Bellamy's been through it before. But I have the feeling if Penrith had played the week before, they would have looked a bit better and they would have won by a bit more. So despite winning, I still sort of feel like the week off was a bit of a hindrance yeah, to Yeah, it looks like they've just done their ball plays yep. without um, actually playing like con- contested uh yeah, yeah. Uh, training, they just sort of ran through their plays, and that's why it sort of broke down as many times as it did. If that's the case, but then do they come into the grand final tied? If Penrith didn't have that week off, did Penrith come into the grand final no. tied? No, as well, uh, uh, quite possibly. Even even it's, last it's year, all hypothetical. Yeah, honest, obviously, it, it depends on your team, depends how you train, yeah. and stuff like that. But, but the thing is, too, like even last year, I even saw a lot of people on my page tipping Canberra to win because the Roosters and Storm bashed each other in, in well, that. They did, they but did. but the thing is, there's eight days between games. You have more of a rest than you usually would in a regular season round. You know well, you what can, I mean? You can have four days at one stage during the regular season. Exactly, but you've got eight days. Yeah. The, the team who has the least amount of time yeah. to prepare for a grand final still has eight days. So I sort of think, you know, bashing and the effect from the week before, I don't think that comes into it eight days later. It, it, yeah, it's it over a week that you have to prepare for the grand final, and teams aren't going to get beaten at grand final because but, they were bashed the week yeah. before. But they're playing the week before if they both had to play the week before. Yeah, but I'm saying this year the week off is more valuable than... Having to play is a detriment. Does that make sense? Yes, it's because a, no, I agree. You didn't get the chance no. to rest anybody yeah. realistically. And maybe, and, and like I said, maybe potentially when Penrith didn't handle it as well as they might yeah. have. But, the, but uh, that, that's fine. They got through. Uh, Barney, your just thoughts on, on the, um, Ollie's points with the metres up through the middle. You had Mansour with 230, 2-0 with 185, and Edwards, Edwards with 189, and Fisher-Harris with 197. The top metre gainer for South was Murray with 132. Yeah. Like, that's fucking... I, I, I've said this before. Tuo like, could play for Origin, could play for New South Wales tomorrow. It would not be out of place. He's an elite winger. The work he does no is elite. And Mansell, if he was picked, which he potentially, I think there's five spots left. And I don't seven. think there's he seven will. spots and five of the Panthers players from all That'd reports. Serious, yeah. um, both those wingers couldn't up there. Well, that, well, was, that was car. 800 no, metres. And Fanuka would be three. 800 metres between four blokes in the Penrith team. There was only one bloke in the South team that got over 100 metres, and that was Murray. Yep. So, fucking, your go-forwards completely stopped, yep. uh, which was what we... Cameron Murray, Cameron Murray's the best lock in the game now, is he? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Easy. Out. Oh, I mean, I say... Chaboyevich, maybe. Yo's been the form lock this year, but overall, I think you've got to go on Murray. A lot of people will still say Tao Malolo, but he's been out injured for no, half No, he's been too long years. out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 no, yeah. I agree, but a lot of people just... Yeah. All right, quickly from the South's point of view, uh, obviously Corey Allen is outstanding, and I saw he got named in the Queensland team this year, this week, so uh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Adam Reynolds was good. 
He was, he was probably South's best. Uh, he yep. kicking kept yeah. him in it. Uh, he was involved. His defence has been outstanding the last two weeks. Uh, he doesn't let much through. Cody Walker wasn't too amazing. No, I know he, uh, I know he made that one mistake, yeah, but, but if there was, you know, he's been in form lately. A lot of people were expecting him to be the guy to win South the game. Yeah. I'm a fan of Cody Walker, but I think yep. you won't miss him when the big plays need to be done. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's this week, yeah. A bloke like the way that Cody plays, he's, he needs that extra bit of space. He needs that go forward. Yeah. He needs the, the deeper ball and blokes yeah. with options. And I don't, don't want to say he's been him. flattered, but the South pack's been very good up till this they week. Have, and yeah. they and that allowed him to do that. And they week. couldn't do it this week, which yeah. was flagged. We did flag that. But, you know, I, I think Corey Allen was still fine, but he probably wasn't as good as we've seen in recent weeks because Walker wasn't as good. I think yeah. sometimes it, it comes Oh, one player hand. to another, yeah. 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 So I, I've and mentioned... You had Yao and Tomo as well, both over 100 metres, which, as I said, there was only one South bloke that got there. Um, yeah. Cleary had two try assists. They were both off kicks, but they were pinpoint kicks. So they, yeah, they were perfect. Running yeah. through, doing uh. what they do. Yo broke the game open at the back end, obviously, with the How match win and play. How good was that run? Two, uh, two tackle busts that I think he got were in the... <laughs> the, the two <laughs> line breaks were both Bro, in he made like run. five people. Um, but, yeah, um, he had a try assist, 12 runs, three tackle busts, which, as I said, and two line breaks, which were pretty much all in that one run. But it, the bloke also made 41 tackles. You know what I mean? Um, Tamo had eight tackle busts. Like he was, he was making an impact. Yeah. Like he's had a great season. He's you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't be unhappy if he actually got named in that twenty-seven man squad for New South Wales either. And Reports uh, are he will. Brian Toa. Well, there you go. There's had, only seven positions available between Melbourne and Penrith. So Toa had eight tackle busts as well. Um, yep. Naden zero minutes. That's a big talking point. Yeah, we'll save that to, coming in and we'll hold that to the the next. Uh, it was three or four times in this game. I expected Penrith to just break it open and just. They just couldn't. Now, they couldn't all, put all I will it say is, errors. I know, yeah, man, they, right. they were sloppy. Yeah. And what I'll say is that um, there was there was the chip over that uh, Lua didn't get to. There was the kick under the post that could have bounced the other way, and obviously the forward pass, which was clearly three meters forward. Um, <laughs> like it could have been a bigger gap to. Could have been a bigger gap to Penrith. But, but every time they had but momentum, they, they did, shot themselves. They did the shoot themselves. That's right. You know? So there were chan- they created chances. Luai was outstanding again. The chances he got. Um, Self struggled in the forwards, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, Murray Knight and Kulamatungi were all pretty good. Um, Cook four runs for twenty meters. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. New South that, that, Wales hooker. Um, obviously, he didn't get any space from his forwards because they weren't making any meters. But he still, you know, he basically had four runs, and that's pretty much all. I would say two weeks ago, four but, runs yeah. could have got him two hundred meters. Yeah. I was waiting for Cook all game <laughs> to have that run out of dummy half and have a crack. But that's how quick Penrith fell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Penrith really contained him, so he didn't really get an opportunity. But I thought surely when there were a couple of sets in the row, sort of mid to late in the second half, and Souths were on Penrith's line, I was thinking, surely, Cook, you've got to go for a scoot at some point. Like, I thought surely at some point he has a crack, but he did not. Even if he runs sideways he, and tries to yeah, pick someone 100%. up. Something, but, yeah, 100%. Even just there was something. Even if he ends up getting tackled, at least he's had a go. He, he did... Cook's arguably his best asset or his most unique asset from other hookers is his running game and out of dummy half and he didn't even attempt that again it's partly because Penrith locked him down but as I said when they were five metres out from the line Penrith were packed on their line late in the second half it, even when it was 20 to 16 he, he should have at least had a go one of those tackles he had a full set to try, but he didn't. And in, yeah, in Murray the end, and Reynolds happened. were the best for Souths. Um, Allen and Gay Guy weren't far behind. They, between the two of them, they made uh, nine tackle busts between Allen and Gay Guy. Um, 
with a little bit more space and a little bit more time, who knows, you know, but they didn't get that roll through the middle. Uh, Reynolds with 480 kicking metres. Like, wow. He did That's his best to fucking turn Penrith around and yeah. get him into it, and you know, and that probably Penrith probably did have to do a bit more That's hard work than they have. That done is a, for quite and a it's while. been the, the criticism of, of Mitch Moses, for example, the last two weeks. That is a classic example of what a halfback should be doing when, when they get dominated. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just he trying to turn him And he was, he was he centimetres away from Moses. the 40 yeah, 20. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that 40 20, if he was yeah. half a boot behind the yeah. line. Rabbitohs win that so, game. Yeah, Rabbitohs win that game. But. One and everyone step. set up for Rabbitohs 40-20. Second he put his that foot on the line, that's yeah. it. Yeah. While Adam Reynolds' kicking game was class, Dylan Edwards diffusing the high ball, getting back, oh, staying calm under pressure was amazing. Good. He didn't and look like dropping You, you compare no, him to halfway through... Up there yeah. Compare well. him to halfway through last year when he was dropped. He had... Butterfingers, he could not catch a ball to save his life. Just if Mate, this Adrian was could have put a bomb up last year, and he would have dropped it. Exactly, but it, it's come to have the point now where he's in a preliminary final, <laughs> and he's the safest pair of hands at Penrith. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's just and you he was absolutely few, class in this what was game. It? Two, three years ago, him and Dallin were both on the outer, yep. and Edwards was one of the first one out. Well, and when, now look at him. He's when, playing in the grand final. When Caleb Aikens came in last year when Edwards was originally dropped, the only reason they didn't keep Aikens in the side over Edwards is that they couldn't because he was on that second-tier contract. Second tier, yeah. And that's how Edwards got back in. If not for that, it, that could he, have been Caleb gone. Aikens. That's he's his, gone to Canberra now. Like to, No. I reckon he's Aikens. gone Super League. I reckon he's gone. No, Aikens, he's, he's signed Sorry, with Canberra no, no, for next no. year. Dylan Edwards, I reckon he's off. Oh, oh. I reckon it, he's out of the NRL. He, yeah, he would have. Yeah, if that. And to yeah, his credit, he, he knuckled down and done everything he had to do. And yeah. congratulations on him actually making a grand final now. And you look at Dallin, um, Dallin Matani's Lesniak, the other guy who, who was on the outer, who you remember that game last when year when they clashed. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, that was ugly. The, the two, I would say, at the time, at the time, the two worst plays in a bad Penner side. You look side to side. Apparently, the Bulldogs want to get rid of Dallin now. Like, yeah, he's been saying up like Melbourne, apparently, yeah, with uh, Addo Card doing yeah, the switch. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, doubt, yeah. I doubt Melbourne. Crichton that's it. He'll probably gather and do a good job. Yeah, Crichton I was going to say, if really anyone can get Dallin back, yeah, yeah it's Bellamy. Yeah. Crichton but, yeah. was the quietest he's been all year. Um, obviously, Kate Will on that edge probably didn't help him because they just aimed up on Kate Will and yeah. he didn't get a lot of ball, but he did miss five tackles as well on yeah. that I on thought that they, edge, I, I thought they would they go to that targeting. edge a bit more, though. Did, like, yes. it, it, Penrith in attack, I thought they would go out to Crichton a bit more. Yeah, no, they j- seemed j- to just go back because, to May yeah, this week. I, I, I thought they would, but it, it worked in the end. Um, yeah, as I said, I thought they would have gone to Crichton just because of May as well and because um, Campbell Graham was out and they had to make that switch mid-game as well. So, yeah, I was a bit surprised, but yeah, it, but it just worked out in the end. I guess just, and as Damo said... They seem to Cleary more than Luai, which probably doesn't help Crichton as well. But Yeah. Luai's been better than Cleary the past few weeks. I hate to say, like, I know we'll get onto the Dallium soon, but thinking in hindsight, Luai... Pretty much stole the Dahlia medal from Cleary, even though he didn't win it, because he's just had such a good pass. For yeah, yeah, which is what happens. Yeah. So, and again, for Cleary to have that good of a season and Luai to still be up there and even be better than him for a few games is just. Well, there was two games he got suspended. He gets one point in there. But yeah. Yeah. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Oh. So we'll um, it. yeah, I guess that wraps up our look back at the the week that was, and uh, we'll look forward to the news in a second. <laughs> All right, back with some news. First of all, we're joined off the bench now. First interchange, uh, 
Trev, Trevor from Club Trev. Other Trev. <laughs> the second Trev of Trev. <laughs> Too many Another Trevs. Trev. Uh, so what's going on, Trev? Soon to be Club Dino, by yeah, the way. Uh, not much, mate. Yeah, how you been? Yeah, been pretty good, thanks. Yeah, and uh, what do you make quickly? What do you make of the two finals? Uh, mate, uh, Melbourne were just way too strong, and uh, Penrith and South Sydney. I thought the game was pretty poor, to be honest. Yeah, Penrith yeah. and Souths. Yep. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, very succinct, Trevor. Hold on. Um, we'll get into some news. Uh, oh, just any other news from around the ground? So you, you were suggesting uh, you had some breaking news or are you allowed to shout or not? Um, no, not at the moment. Okay. We'll Can you share it off, off camera? No, you knew about it. You, we, anyway, move on, everybody. <laughs> uh, I spoke about it earlier. Nobody wants to get sued here, so. Yeah. I, I already forget, so that's great. Yeah. Don't so, worry. No, he'll talk yeah, to you off uh, Oh, he said he was... Uh, because the flowers are coming out, he's coming out too. We'll start yeah. calling you the yeah. fucking golf. Because <laughs> the flowers are coming out. Ollie's in bloom. Mate, oh, you'll have to get a photo of me in my shirt, upload it to put in Froffies. Yeah. See what I walked into the pub, I could fucking, Ollie, would you come in from an 80s fucking party or something? It's summer. <laughs> it's a nice, cool shirt, nice and buttoned up for the grand final. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about some news. No, we're talking about your shirt. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get into some news. So, for New South Wales, uh, White and Cotrick. Walker, Murray, and Cook all added to the New South Wales squad. No surprises there, Barn, I guess. All deserve it. Yeah, yep. they all deserve their the, spot. There's definitely. only one surprise for me, and it's from Queensland, so none here. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure if you've got Queensland. Yeah, Nate, uh, I do have you. Tell us what it is, Keith. Uh, Dynamis Louie. Like, I'm not necessarily against them picking him, but it's a bit of a surprise. I wasn't Out of expe- 27. I, I wasn't expecting them to pick Dynamis Louie in the he squad. He probably doesn't make a 22 team. Yeah, he, I, I, don't think, team, I don't think he plays, but there was ne- never really hype either. And I just the issue is they've probably only got at the day they've got forty five players really to pick from yeah and, and twenty of them are injured so For the last two years he's been at his best like, he's been good he's been, he, he's been good he's been good I, I, I so. don't I don't want to say this as I'm against Dynamis Louis I think he's been good I've just I was just genuinely so I just did not think of him getting picked and he did yep. and that's yeah, yeah. that's yeah hundred percent that's fine I'm not against it I mean I'm a New South Wales supporter anyway so that's yeah. But yeah, there's a, is. there is a few issues in that forward pack for Queensland, so. Yeah, but Aiden Dale, I'm just going to have a quick say about the Queensland. They knock them because we don't know what Queensland are like when no, they're of the underdogs. Yeah, yeah um, they, there's a few answers in that um, in that forward pack they need to find. But I'm sure they'll find them. Mal's come in. Dynamis Louie might be the man. We don't know. Let's not write him off yet. Oh, and Lindsay Collins there be Lindsay uh, Collins uh, I think he'll be few. Oh he's a good ball I think, well, I think Collins will come off the bench I think he's in the side personally Yeah yeah Wouldn't surprise oh, me at all uh, Oh quickly Ethan Lohad was forced into retirement I'm um, sad okay. But he had a Injury, had a, in, injury retirement Had a You know Play a rep career A Decorated. Had a very, Eastman. very good career, man. South, he was one of the better back rowers there for yeah. good, Oh, 2015 good when years. Cowboys yeah. won the premiership, he was one of the better second rowers in the comp. A four or five year stretch there where he was right up there. So, yeah, good man. Uh, and yeah, obviously uh, kicked for Queensland, kicked a winning origin goal. He did. Uh, and yeah, very uh, sad news out of that. Now, the Daily M was announced the other night. Uh, Jack Whiten swooped from yeah. the clouds and his red hot last seven weeks. Was enough to snatch that. Uh, I'll run through the position by position just quickly in the first to 13 before we talk about Dalian. 
Unless I can't find it, so uh, this is going. Didn't we? Um, we could probably go we off memory and end tip, up. Pretty much nailed we it. Tip uh, pretty much everybody. I think the only one we left out was the bloke who won the entire fucking thing, which is why. Yeah. I mean, on on my page, even like on Tuesday, I put up a post and I was like, "Here's who I think are contenders for it." I think I put Cleary, Cameron Smith, Clint Gufferson, and I think uh, although he was never going to win it, I had Harry Grant just because he was leading the race when they went behind closed doors. I I did not have Whiten at all. So. Gutherson, Nofaluma, Staggs, Crichton, Adokar, Whiten, Cleary, Papali, Smith, Fisher, Harris, Kikau, Harris, Yo. So I guess no surprises there, but really well uh, deserved, I suppose. Uh. Yeah, except um, obviously Whiten, Whiten did what he did throughout the year, but he was a driving force for that team, and there was wasn't a lot of blokes that were taking points off him, which is the criticism of the of the entire process for the Daly M's, which is um, you know obviously Penrith had five players in the team of the year, so they were all taking points off Cleary at different yep. points during the year, um, and it was Whiten and Papali from Canberra. I'm pretty sure that was all that was in yeah uh, in the team. Papali of the year, only so. Papali only polled nine points. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. I don't um, understand. It. A forward will never win unless no. unless someone they're a, like Tamalado who's running yeah. over Blake scoring three tries every week and all the rest of it. But just the emphasis just seems so much biased towards attacking like points, basically. Yeah, but isn't that um, points the thing is the when it, you have judges there uh, and it's uh, objective? Yeah. You're never going to unless you set a clear criteria. They're going to go. Realistically, they need three blokes who watch every game every yeah. week and they give the points for yeah. every so game. Yeah. So if if, if I gave the points for every single game every week, at least I'm using my criteria. When you've got Ruan Sims watching replays of or highlights of 15 minute games, you've got Brandy, or you got Brandy to Penrith, yeah, and then you've got whoever Ben Icon and whoever yeah. else. They've all got different criteria. I I made a video yesterday just for rugby league, in my opinion, where I gave my entire thoughts. But basically. Under the criteria, Jack Whiten did win it fair and square. Whether it's flawed or not, and I think I messaged you boys about this. Yeah, whether it's flawed or not, he won it fair and square. However, in my opinion, I know not everyone. (laughs) I know not everyone would agree, but basically, from what I've seen, I think most people will. Pound for pound, from round one to round twenty, the most consistent best player was Nathan Cleary. You could argue Clinton Gutherson. In my opinion, I think that. The Dallium voting needs to change, so it's just at the end of the year, and it is the players voting at the end of the and year. We'll this is how the RLPA does it. Nathan Cleary won yeah. RLPA Player of the Year, and a lot of people are giving more merit to the RLPA Player of the Year. Then why change it? Yeah, so why change it? So the RLPA, yeah. so he the won that award. Choice. That's the award he won under. That's, 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 that's right. Well, so so you just make that into the big award. But the NRL are going to do that. So the Dallium is the Dallium. That's how it works. But the is. Rugby League Players Association. Yeah, I know what it is. If, the NRL yeah, is it, the National Rugby League. But here's the thing. Yeah. Which is if the, I was the NRL, because... The criteria is a Yeah, you, you yeah. can't just have... No, I know that. What I'm yeah. saying is, though, you you can't change your award just because that's... I, what you I change know, is, the, the uh, is how the points are awarded more. Yeah. Or have the opposition captains vote. See, they need a yeah, consistency the thing is, through the voting system. Because yeah. the AFL, I think, the AFL have umpires, I believe. Giving, yeah, that's right. But it's yeah, still the 3 2 so, one. But that's still, those, they still whinge yeah, about but that. It's 3 2 1, which comes from what, whatever the, happens, the referee yeah. on the ground on that day. Mm. So. But whatever happens, 
right? No one will ever be happy with it. No, of course and not. Yeah. Unless it's Teddy last year. The, the only think. thing like, I have to say this year is whoever was judging the Parramatta game in that final the round. The final round. Yeah. How, yeah. how Guffer didn't get any points. And Luke Brooks got a point. He should have got two yeah. or three. That's and it. Yeah. Cleary probably should have got one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, this is my – and I don't think it will ever happen, but obviously my suggestion is to have the players vote at the end of the year 3 2 one. I think they do it in the Premier League. They do it in other professional well, sports around the, the world. That's, that's but, the yeah, again, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It'll never happen, I don't think. But you obviously can't have the Daliams just change where it's the players voting at the end of the year because then obviously if Cleary wins RLPA, he'll win Dalliam as well because the players will just vote for the exact same. So I feel like, and I don't know if it'll ever happen, the NRL needs to make a deal with the RLPA merger and it's the RLPA Dalliam medal. I think the NRL's just got to go, okay, we've got three or two or three people that are going to vote on every game every week and they're going to do it for the entirety of the season. But how do you pick those people? Who Australian, Australian selectors. Who gets to be the... I, okay, I actually but don't what, have a problem with... It okay, is what it is. Australian Jack White won it. Move on. It's like, not just an Australian shit. game. Yeah, sorry, of course. sorry, Trevor, you, you're going to talk yeah, some no, sense here. Like, mate, I agree with what you just said, mate. Like, have the Australian and New Zealand selectors, yep. you know, have guys like Mark well, that's, what, that's what they do for Origin. I think it's Bob okay, Fulton, right. whoever it is, whoever it is. But the it's thing is, it's not just Australia and New no, Zealand in the game anymore. It's yeah, Samoa, no, but, Tonga. Have, okay, but, 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 have a representative from yeah, multiple. No, but, but, what what no, for? But, Fuck but, it. But, you but, just but, pick but, three blokes. You say it's going to be Bob Fulton, it's going to be fucking Andrew Hilditch, and Wally Shitbags. And they, as long as it's the same people picking every well, game, it's the same thing. The but it doesn't matter if it's, we, if, it's, if it's you, me, and him. At least we're using the same. That's right. It's... Whereas, um, like I said, whereas Brandy might watch a game through one lens, and then we might watch a game. Go, geez, fucking, he tapped his ass off at three points there. How do you determine those three people? Get the video ref people? to give the fucking points every yeah, game. We'll give it the referee. That'd be fair. I reckon the referee. No, no, you're just, no, you're just Australian selectors. Even just one. But person. why just the Australian? Or pick a panel. Pick, one person. Go and tell, I'm going to. I'm going to go and. Uh, it's going to be Mark War. Fucking Nashville Willer and uh, <laughs> David Harvey. Yeah, me, because I'll be right. Um, <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, like, <laughs> but like, we we thinking too much, Holly. It's th- yeah, that's man, the whole no, thing. No, of I just think problem. it needs to be fair because at the end of the why day, why isn't it fair? Why isn't yeah, it fair? Why, Tell me why it's yeah. not fair now. Why, it's why not, isn't fair? Why about it's it? not fair? Because clearly sure didn't win it. Yeah. Why it's not fair now? Your opinion. It's going to be most likely shown on the league. In my opinion, um, no, I think it's not fair because it's a different person picking every game, and you and you could have a situation. Like a Rowan Sims last year, where she didn't even watch a game and just gave points willy nilly. I think it was Manly. And that's on Rowan Sims. Yeah, that, that's that actually is on Rowan Sims. Disgrace. But uh, yeah, I agree with you boys in the fact that a different person each time is wrong. But my my thing is when you when, when you when right. you select the same people every week, how do you determine who the right well, when people Bennett are? and Bellamy but fucking retire, that's their job. Yeah, for the it next doesn't matter. Go and get them to the Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Go and go, go and say right. It's going to be Jeff Tuvey and Mark Carroll, Buzz Rothfield, and so. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, just, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But if so it's the so same three, what, what I think. But also, we're having a discussion. This is stupid because this is a one in twenty year anomaly, and it's not even anomaly. You, you could argue Jack White deserved to you, be yeah, Dalian. Okay, Jack White deserved to be in the conversation. Yeah. He got him. He got him to that yeah. point where yeah. they did. And it happens every year. It happened. It happened... Um, 28... Hey, here's a good example. 2004, Newcastle had a shock year, but Denny Badiris won the medal. Yeah. 
because everyone out there, he was making he was making one or two points. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's just off the top of my head. Like, you know, we can yeah. Well, no, you go through. It's uh, you go through. I think 05, no targers plays feature anything because for that year, um, Tim Smith might have been half back at the year. And, 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 and the this, argument and so only it comes just, about just, because of consistency. That's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all it is. If you had the same three people every week. Like but like you said, cel- go and celebrate the RLPA. You know what I mean? Go and celebrate yeah. the RLPA the way, as, as is equal, and then who cares? And clearly got it. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, a lot of people don't. We still got a long way until the RLPA takes over. It's like over for our club. So we, the have, NRL won't promote we have the Dalton Jung Medal, which is a voted award, which is objective. And then we have Player of the Year, which is purely stat Stats, based, yeah. and it's subjective. So, so have I got the right way around? Do you have the right way around? Yeah, yes, you do. So, um, it, it, and. Anytime you've got that sort of judging panel, it's the same reason um, when they go to the dive in the Olympics, one might get 9.9 and one gets 10. And so, well, it's Look, just because objective. You I can't change we, I think it. we can all agree, don't pick me to be one of the judges for Dali M <laughs> every game because Jamal Fogarty's winning it for the next 10 years. So that's... I'm only asking for low six figures and I'll do it for you, NRL. Just uh, get in touch. Uh, footy and frothies. Yeah, 100 yeah. do. Just right. a, yeah, just us. Why don't we uh, pick it? And no plus. arguments. Yeah, oh, there will, well, will be because you're an idiot. But that's apart from that's fine. <laughs> Jamal Foggy. So, um, <laughs> any other? Well, big year for Gutho. Um, I should. We should. Uh, we'll get Damien's oh, opinion at some point. Yep. Massive year for yep. Gutho. He was outstanding. Madness to suggest that they want Bevan French to play fullback next again, year. He was a driving force. The but then was again, three positions at different we, we times. Say, yeah. We say it's a mad a madness now, but there are so many things we've said are a madness, and it's actually been pulled off. Like a lot of people, when Jack Whiten, the Dalia Medal winner, was first moved to five eight, there are a lot of people thinking, or oh, including myself, oh, hang on, in a few weeks he might be back at fullback. Who's this chance Nickel Clogs that guy, the bench warmer for Roger Tulvasashek at the Warriors? So we don't know. Bevan French could come back a new man. We don't know. We don't back, know. You can go back to um, the Lockyer. Like Moving Lockyer to the halves. From yep. fullback to six. And he's considered the GOAT. Like all through Queensland, like there's a fucking heaps I've of Queenslanders my, that accept. You know I've what? Per- this is personally for me. I know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. Darren Lockyer is the best player. I, Oliver, have ever seen. I, and I respect that. You can't argue. Yeah, that that's. I end up. Well, I, I always said Brad Fittler was the best player I ever saw. And if you go back and, and, and listen to when we first yeah, did our first show, fine. I end up naming Lockyer at six. That's right. That, that that's fine. That's Again, fine. That's it's I'll just go back and listen. I only had him at the bench because I wanted Fittler at six. Yeah, and that's no one's wrong with those opinions. Um, and that's the whole thing at LM. It's an opinion game. Move actually, on. Who cares? actually, I take it back. Kevin Gordon, probably. Oh. All right, Ollie, you are seriously getting close to Damo taking your headset back. But, uh, <laughs> where is he? Oh, he's. I might give you a stint in a sec. Anyway, uh, I, I think, think he's in showers. I think we've got. Uh, uh, I'm just going to have a quick break here. All right, before Damo has to shoot off uh, in an emergency situation. Uh, Damo, very quickly, your thoughts on the grand final coming up. Key players, first try scorer, Clive Churchill. All the good stuff. What do you I think Penrith, 1-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think under 20 points because I think it's going to be a very wet game, the way they're predicting the weather. Yep. It's meant to really rain. I think Luai is going to take a lot of pressure off Cleary. I think Luai can actually stand up for Penrith more than Cleary will this week. I'm going to say Crichton, first try scorer. And I think your Churchill will be either Cleary or Kickout. Kickout, very good. Yeah. Uh, and very quickly, because we just discussed it, your thoughts on Gutho in the Deli M. Oh, the, first of all, was a surprise about him being fullback of the year, and second of all, when you saw it, him so close, what uh, what do you make of that in the system? 
I thought he deserved fullback of the year, personally, not being biased or anything like that. And then at the Dally M's, I think he might have a little got robbed a little bit just because he didn't poll in that last game as well when he done a lot in that Tigers para game as yes, well. Yes, he did. So, Luke Brooks got a point. Yeah, that's that's what I mean, bro. Like, minimum at least one point. Like, if he shared the Dally M with White, and you could agree with that, okay? White has played great all year. Can't underestimate that. But in the event of a tie, it's, is it countback, Trev? What's that, sorry? In the event of a tie, is it countback? Is it most No, no, no. They do, no, no they, they've, they've had joint They've had in the past. joint. Thurston and... Well, they did two Thurston. No, they've done Hainsey yeah, okay. and Tamalolo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I was just thinking. I think, yeah, right, come. Yeah, so um, I suppose good accolades, but rough for him. Great accolades, rough for him. Clearly he shot himself in the foot missing those two games because if he plays those two games, he might have got at least two points, which would have promoted him to first. Obviously, with Penrith playing so good, he's gotten points taken away from him between Luai, Kikau, Martin, Fisher-Harris and stuff like that, but... Here's what it is, mate. Yep. Well done to Whiten. Yeah, no, that's it. And uh, any final thoughts on the season? And before we get, we'll get back for a Sunday session in the coming weeks and discuss the final intricacies of origin. Uh, anything else heading into grand final weekend, you want to say? Oh, well, I think it's been, I, you know, I think the NRL's done great this season after everything that's happened and well done for them. Yep. I congratulate them and letting it happen. Where's right. better grand final? Also. Just, just remember what I said back when they went into COVID. Everyone doubted us. Remember that, boys? <laughs> yeah. That's it. They been, and uh, Project Apollo did get the uh, Fralingos Award. Yep. And at the end of the day, Valandis deserved it. He, yeah, oh, massive. He said it then, and I said it back when we started. He, he single-handedly dragged Rugby League through it, and uh, kudos to him. He was going worldwide at the time, because at the time, yeah. NRL was the only sport playing yeah. live. Yeah, so, so you can't not doubt the bloke. Yeah, so what he's done for the game has been, uh, been amazing. Um, where are you spending grand final night? Wherever you are, sweetheart. Oh, we've got a table booked over there. Then wherever you are, sweetheart. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> All right, bring the video camera. <laughs> Goodbye, Damo. It's been a pleasure. We're back for the Sunday session next week, eh? Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy and Frothies. So we've got a special guest on tonight. Uh, anything that I may say in the next minute and a half is completely biased because me and this young, me and this young man grew up together. Our family spent uh, Christmas holidays together for probably 10 years. Uh, we, we grew up for five to six years in the country together. He was uh, my cousin, basically my brother and my best mate for five to six years when we lived up in Barrabah, just outside Tamworth. And to cry about it. Uh, one of the nicest and most genuine <laughs> men I've ever met. He's got the fat, hairy, lazy Twitter handle, which um, if you're a little bit sensitive, probably don't get amongst that. But um, he's also the creator of the Yeary of Cleary, which is a hashtag that has um, taken some prominence in um, yeah in the Twitter sphere. So how are you, Christopher? Yeah, not bad, Dave. How are yourself? Yeah, I'm going awesome, mate. So hey, how are you, boys? Yeah, well, thanks, mate. Well, thanks. Uh, you got Ollie and Trev with us as well. Uh, hey, Ollie. Hey, Trev. Um, oh, Ollie here. I'm pretty good. It, it, it's nice to finally talk to Action Bailey, or as I like to say, Mister Action. Yeah, I, I know he likes to critique me a little bit when I when I say something silly. <laughs> get on the cordial. Predominantly, yeah, get on the cordial. Something about the Titans, yeah. but it's all just a bit Fuck, of fun. You're gonna love this show. So. <laughs> hey, he's on. The it floor. is a bit of fun. He's on the fire engines. On the fire engines tonight. Mate, no, I'm on the I'm on the apple juice. What are you on about? 
<laughs> so, mate, yeah, obviously um, we get get to know you a little bit. Um, so where did uh, your passion for footy start? Uh, I pretty much loved the game since I was, like, can remember. Yeah. As a kid, like, you know, had a, had a footy in my hand pretty much when I could walk. So yeah, 100%. been like that my whole life, really. Like those hour-long bus trips that we spent going from Barraba into Tamworth every Saturday morning. Yeah, giving shit to the soccer players on the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing for the, <laughs> the Manila Tigers in the Tamworth yep. back then. Yep. Um, so why Penrith? Oh, well, yeah, mum and dad. Mum's from the area and yep. dad supported them, so I really had no choice. <laughs> I mean, I did I did leave them there for a while when they went to Super League, but then I came back. Yeah, okay. So you weren't a fan of the Super League? No. No. Definitely not. <laughs> what did you do for those years in the doldrums? Oh, I supported Balmain. Good man. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then when they merged with Western Suburbs, I went back to Penrith because I hate West. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Did you play, mate? Oh, I did play. I played up until well, up till about twenty-five. But I really. I wasn't really serious after 17 years old. Yeah, okay. How'd you go? Where'd you play? I um, tried with Wynnum there for a little bit, but I realised that I just wasn't good enough. So ended up, and then finding beer and girls was just, yeah, <laughs> it was no good. <laughs> My life as well. Revelation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when you find out how good beer and footy go together, yeah. yeah, you can just kiss as a, as a career goodbye, really. <laughs> I mean, this is footy and froffies, so... Yeah, <laughs> the perfect combination. Yeah. 100%. Front rower, yeah? Yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> oh, well, I've got a question, if you guys don't mind, for, Go for it, mate. Action Bailey. Uh, I, I, I know, as we said, you've cr- critiqued my Titans bias a little bit recently, which I'll admit, yeah, it's a bit of a, a piss take, a bit of bias. Personally, yeah, yeah. I think the Titans just miss the top eight next year, contrary to what I've heard from a lot of people. My team of the Gold Coast Titans, I want to get your take on how you think the Titans will do next year. Well, I'm a bit biased too. I reckon I'll make the eight next year. Okay. I think the work that uh, Garth Brennan did behind the scenes in setting up the pathways there with Kebra Park and Palm Beach Crumbin into Burley and Tweed Heads and then into the Titans is going to uh, set them up really well. I mean, you saw Fogarty come through that system this year mm. and there's going to be more of it coming through. So, And with Fafita and uh, Tino... Coming, coming through. Sese has yeah. been solid. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be a force next year. Yeah, I don't know, boys. Maybe I am being a bit biased towards the Titans, as in I'm not game enough to actually tip them to make the top eight. Because a lot of people are saying I should. Maybe I'm a bit biased in reverse, is that I'm tipping them to do a bit worse. Maybe uh, better my expectations. But I, I have to agree with mostly, mostly what you say in their action. Like I, I, I think they'll be thereabouts. But um, I don't yep. know. I, I, personally, I, I just feel like if I tip and make the top eight, they'll win the spoon again. So yeah. that, that's just me. That, that, that's now, my little Titans bit done. And I'm glad, Whoa. Ollie, that um, we got a guest on to talk about your team. So uh, let's yeah, talk yeah. about... <laughs> oh, well, if I... Uh, <laughs> oh, i so, just got a quick question. Yeah, ask. go um, for it. So you, you said that you had a trial with uh, Winner Manly. What year was that, roughly? Yeah, uh, 2001. 2001. That was, or, yeah, when I was 18. Uh, that's all yeah. Right. Who, who was the coach I'm, then? Um, Scott Lewis. 
Scotty Lewis, yeah. He's uh, Wally Lewis's brother and yeah. father of um, father of Is it Lachlan, Lincoln? yeah. Oh. No, Lachlan. Oh, okay. Not the home and away star. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the, other, the other good looking bloke. Why do I think of the home and away one? <laughs> <laughs> you do any damage all... out on the field, mate? Anyone that oh, smashed no. or anyone that flogged you that we'd know about? Well, fun fact, I I need Cameron Smith in the head in under 17. <laughs> Intentional? Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, bloody oath. How was he then to play against? Well, he was locked back then, but he was he was an Australian schoolboy's captain. Yeah. So he had a bit of a name, so I thought... Well, first game against him, I'm going to upset him, so I need him in the head. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Beautiful. Uh, so, let's, oh, very quickly before we get into your team, who's the best winger in the game? <laughs> best winger? <laughs> yeah. I was definitely not Nofaluma. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're wrong, but uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I would say uh, Daniel Tupu. Yeah, no. Yeah. One of my favourites. Yep. Yeah. Uh, does he play Origin this year? I'd hope so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, needs to, yeah. Let, let's get on to Penrith though. Uh, well, very quickly. Oh, uh, on last week. Two games last week. Uh, you watch them both? Yeah, I watched them both. Yeah. What, what, what was, were your was, big takes out of it? I was drunk when Penrith played, so I can't really remember that much. That makes three of us. Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't stop us. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think like. Melbourne were awesome the first 20 minutes, but I don't think they have it that easy against Penrith on Sunday. Mm. I think Penrith's defence is a lot better than what Canberra offered up, so I think it's going to be a bit tighter there. Yep. Yeah, nice. And, and, sorry, go. And if Naden plays, because Penrith are a bit off in attack, but I think Ivan just wanted them to defend to a win I think if Naden plays on Sunday I think he opens up Branko Lee and Funavali mm. I think that's where a lot of our points come through yeah uh, do you, you so you're, you're tipping Naden to start what may start on the bench yeah 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 incapable having May goal, essentially yeah having May as cover yeah or and like especially with uh, happy shoulder being a bit dodgy yep I think sense. that's the smarter way to go yeah, uh, and the season as a whole, how have you enjoyed it? Um, as a Panthers fan, what's excited you about the development? Apart from obviously winning twenty straight, um, and uh, well, 17, 17. I think 20, 20, I think what's been no seventeen straight, oh, be eighteen on Sunday. Sorry, yeah, sorry, twenty on the year. Nineteen's the record. It'll be eighteen yeah. on Sunday. Eighteen on Sunday. Oh. Um, yeah. So, what's excited you about the, how the how the structure of the team and. Um, yeah, I guess who are your favourites this year? I think I think what's been most pleasing thing is the way our halves have developed and played together. Yeah. Like when Maloney left, like Cleary wasn't at his best last year. And when Maloney left, there was a lot of question marks over our halves. But I, the way Luai and Cleary have played has been amazing. Did you have those question marks at the start of the year? No, I didn't. Yep. Only because, lying? like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Because Cleary, like, he was a phenomenal coming through as a junior. Yep. So, like, he wasn't. He wasn't going to be. He wasn't going to fail. And he was coming back from his knee injury, so his confidence was a little bit down. But yeah, I, I didn't have, really have the question marks. But it's just been good to to watch, really. Who's been your most improved out of that Penrith team? Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Definitely Edwards, I reckon. Yep. Like he didn't drop a ball on Sunday and South tested him. Didn't look like dropping one. Yeah. yeah, he was strong the whole game. So, yeah, Edwards is definitely my most improved. Yeah, right. So, predictions for the GF, mate? I've got Penrith 1 to 12. Yep. Man of the match? Man of the match will be Happy Coruscant. Yeah, you got a first try score for us? Oh, I reckon Crichton. Crichton will kick out. Yeah, it's pretty edge. quiet last week. Yeah, he that was. was Capable throwing kick out back up. I, I think, yeah, well, yeah, that combination with kick out, it wasn't there. So, and they just tried to defend their way to the win. So, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit under, but it won't be that bad again. Yeah, nice. Fantastic. What are you worried about out of Melbourne? Um, Hughes and Pappenhausen like cause we, I reckon Penrith would worry about Munster too much but Pappenhausen and Hughes have been amazing Back especially in this final series yeah uh, Action how about a, a, a fella who uh, you know personally I guess by kneeing him in the face <laughs> uh, Cameron Smith how do you think he'll go I reckon I reckon he'll retire after the game mm-hmm. just personally I think he will I think if like, they win, it's a absolute lay down to I think it's done and dusted if they win. Or he signs with the Titans. Which he won't. No, which, which, which he won't. Which he won't. I'm about to mute you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he signs with the Titans. No, 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 no. I think, I think he stays in Melbourne for the rest of his life, to tell you the truth. Yep. How long yeah. How long's this Penrith window open for, you reckon? Um, I reckon the next three years. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they <laughs> Sorry to cut you off there, but they've got a, a, a fair bit of talent off contract next year. Just off the top of my head, Crichton, yeah. Luai, Naden. Crichton and Luai have both already said that they are going to re-sign with Penrith when a contract is put in front of them. But I guess Naden, you know, he he didn't play at all last week. Um, he might still not play this week. A double question for you. Uh, how do you think, who starts this week for Penrith, May or Naden? And do Penrith re-sign Naden? And I guess does Naden want to re-sign with Penrith? if they don't play him in this grand final. I reckon, yeah, like I said before, I reckon Naden starts and have May on the bench as cover. And yep. I reckon out of all of our off contracts, I reckon we lose, yeah, I reckon we lose Naden and Burton. Yep. They're going to have to, they're going to have to at least lose someone from this side this year, someone, because there, yeah. there are a few players, yeah, I'll have oh, to happen. And, then, yeah. and, and it will be, signs point to Naden. Yeah, yeah. I, and when, I feel sorry for Naden because, to be honest with you, he's he reminds me of Ma, um, Matt Gidley. Yeah, he's been so powerful for Penrith and a real attacking weapon for him. But I don't want to um, put anything on Ivan Cleary. But let's be real, May's there because he's mates. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Mates. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cleary's always rated May. So yeah, yeah, always. And I reckon with um, Carmel going to. Tigers next year with uh, our middle gets a little bit skinnier. And no Hetherington there either. Is, uh, yeah. 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 I, I thought you were yeah, about so Yeah, I thought you were about that... to... Sorry, sorry. You go. No, you go. You go, Ollie. Go, Ollie. Uh, Fuck up, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, actually, I thought you were about to say Naden goes to the Tigers as well, and I was going to say don't get Daggy's hopes up. No, I don't think... I think he'll go with Trent. I reckon he'll go to yeah. the Dogs. 100%. I can see that happening. Yeah. And you know, I can see Naden going with Trent for the simple fact 
Um, not because it's the Bulldogs, but because Mounties is now the feeder and Naden is very familiar with the Mounties setup as well from his time when he was yeah. Mounties in Canberra. Oh, so he's going to end up back in Mounties? Yeah, oh, come on, Trev. No, I think no, no but I'm just saying. Screen. I'm pretty sure he gets a start at the Dogs. No, no, yeah. but what I'm saying yeah. is that, that does help. <laughs> what I'm getting at is it does help. I'm that, just giving you uh, guys big support. It's all good. Just yeah. knowing that the support's there. <laughs> From the people from Mounties. All of a sudden, it's interesting now if the, for the dogs if they suddenly get Naden Kotrick, maybe a Burton. One yeah, one half. Uh, there's a little bit of strike power there, finally. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I said, mate, Naden reminds me of Matt Gidley over and over. Yeah. So obviously, the year of Cleary, I'm pretty, I reckon you'd be pretty proud of that one. Oh, yeah. I, I was mucking around at the start of the year, just staring people up, but <laughs> they, just kept, they just kept winning, so I just kept running with it. He's been like awesome leading too, with, hasn't he? Yeah, I've been leading with the chin, waiting for someone to smack me on Twitter, but we haven't <laughs> lost, so they can't. Uh, you know? I, I, very quickly, uh, oh, two things. How are you spending grand final night? I'm going to meet up with uh, a couple of boys from um, another podcast, uh, This Week in League. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to a brewery up here in Brisbane and sing piss and watch footy. Fantastic. But, Give them our regards. That would be great. Collab coming soon. Collab coming soon, yeah, why not? If um, I'll just abuse <laughs> the shit out of it. And, <laughs> and finally, uh, yeah, give us your, give us a plug for your Twitter. Where do we find you? Anyone listening to this yeah. that wants to go and uh, give you one on the channel, yeah. where do they find you? There's uh, Fat Harry Lazy, at Fat Harry Lazy, Action Bailey. Just look for the picture of Nathan Cleary, the new profile picture. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, run hard and run straight. That's what I say. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, good to chat to you. No worries, boys. And, good. Uh, good luck Cheers. this weekend and listen out. And we'll, we'll do this again next year, I suggest, perhaps in person. Yeah, we'll get you back on a couple Well, of yeah, I'll be, I was supposed to be down in Sydney except for bloody COVID. Yeah, so excuse, I'll yeah. be definitely down <laughs> there next year. Sounds good. Yeah, awesome. you, you be on the show in person. We'll have, we'll have some frothies in person. Oh, bloody hell. Bit of footy as well. Good luck this weekend, yeah. man. All right, cheers, boys. See you, mate. Talk to you later. See you, Catch mate. Catch That was Action Bailey, Twitter star, Yuri Cleary, uh, former Redcliffe superstar. So he, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get him on. As when I he's mentioned earlier, uh, as a disclaimer, if you <laughs> if, if you don't like the banner and you're a little bit soft around the middle, do not join Fat Harry Lazy on Twitter. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but it's yeah. a lot of fun. So that was, uh, yeah, that was our I guess our family week. We've strung a couple together now. Let's get into the. Uh, I'm going to get fined for saying it. The big dance. The big dance. It's uh, been What's banned. On Twitter. Is your shout? It is my shout. Uh, you can have one of my beers that Damo's going to buy me. <laughs> Penrith, uh, McPenrith, Melbourne at ANZ, 7.30, probably be 5 to 8 by the time they kick off yeah, on a Sunday past, evening. Yeah. Let's, uh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> You're going to run through the entire card? I'm going to run through the entire card do because I thought, well, I actually think yeah. we'll do that, uh, I don't want to turn to a four-hour show, but I actually think ah, we might get a comment from everyone just yeah. on player by player how each player has been for the year actually because I think it's, a, it's interesting yeah, yeah. to actually analyse especially heading into this mm-hmm. uh, very quickly though the first point I want to make is how do you foresee the weather playing a part because rains are coming yeah right and who does that advantage rain coming well, Saturday evening into Sunday I believe historically if we go back to oh, the no, Trevor's taking a selfie sorry I was waving to if we, if we go back fresh um, fresh let me just check weather zone I'll just confirm I'm not imagining but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm packing a poncho, that's all I'm saying. 
congratulations. <laughs> I just know where you're going there, and I'm packing. I'm okay. packing a poncho. Let's well go, boys. All right. Poncho. Uh, poncho. Thunderstorm Saturday into rain Sunday. Rain all the way through till next Monday. Saturday. It might be off cricket next week. It's good. So uh, we're looking Oof. for wet trackers next week on Show Us Your Tips as well. But uh, apart from that... How is the weather going to – Barney, go first um, as we stick to the good show. Uh, how's rain going to play into either team's hands here? And does, does it advantage Melbourne? I think it advantage Penrith, to be honest. Um, I think the um, either edge, you've got Martin and Kikau on either edge, and I'm not sure um, whether Kafusi and um, – who's the other bloke on the other edge? Um, Finucane. Yeah, I'm not sure Finucane and Bromwich go with Kikau and Martin, to be honest, because um, if you're going to shorten it up, you're going to short it up by about 15, 20 metres, and you're going to play 10 metres either side of the post, and I think um, Penrith actually win that battle. Bromwich. Bromwich and Kafusi, yeah. But, um, okay, now that's fair enough. Ollie? Uh, well, to turn my historical brain on a little bit, I believe there was the first Sunday in October in 2003 was quite rainy and wet. And I believe the Penrith Panthers won the premiership on that day. Just a bit of a historical thing. And you know what? From memory, I think that was the last wet weather grand final we had, 2003. I can't think of one since that that, that there was at least torrential rain. It wasn't torrential. Like, I but it was. The, I feel like the St George run was damp. Yeah. Yep. That been 2011? 2010? 2010. Yeah, but again, the afternoon, I guess, for a night grand final. No, I, I think it was. No, yeah, and it yeah, was he- right. heavy rain, I believe for that Panthers Roosters and from what I've heard it will be heavy rain Panthers Storm by the way this isn't coming into my prediction at all because they were two completely different sides but I guess you know that's sort of a you know the last time Penrith played the grand um, final it was raining the next time and and it's been trotted out all the time about how Pritis got ripped off for Daly M and now he's this and that and this and uh, everything's well, lining up. Well, Pritis won Clive Churchill. Uh, Clive, oh, sorry, you, uh, not Pritis, um, Gower. And uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. M, and yeah. all the things are lining up and, yeah, boring. Because of the strike and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's all like just like the last time I, I put a post up today that every single grand final Penrith have been in, especially in 91-2003, they were minor premiers, but they were the underdogs going into both grand finals, underdogs this week. But anyway, I'm going to not keep any of that in mind. But just with Melbourne, uh, uh, obviously they went away from their medals last week because they thought they had the advantages on the edges. Um, they probably don't have the same sort of advantage against Penrith. Yeah. And then if you have to match up in the middle with Penrith, it's going to yeah. it's going to be an absolute ball terror. But to just quickly bring it back to the modern day, based off of last week how Penrith played, specifically last week, the wet weather football favours Melbourne because Penrith had a lot of errors in their game last yep. week. So if they continue that this week, they're going to have even more because it's wet weather footy. Trev? Yeah, no, I think uh, the wet weather is actually going to work favour for Melbourne. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate, because yeah. I, I tend to agree a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, no, so like, I reckon it, it's going to favour Melbourne more because obviously they're used to the cold weather. They're used to playing in like, bad conditions down there in Melbourne. And also, they've got on the, the Sunshine Coast for fucking nine months. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah that's this year. <laughs> Sorry, how long's Cameron Smith and a couple other Storm players been playing for? But... Yeah. But at the same time, they got what the Melbourne Ford Pack overall is bigger than the Penrith Ford Pack. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's going to work better in favour. And history has shown that wet weather footy suits the bigger fellas better. Yep. And that, and so it means the Penrith Ford Pack will have to step up and go even harder into the Melbourne yep. fell into the. You Melbourne know who wet weather ultimately really favours in this game? The bloke who's paid four hundred and. 
573 games. Cameron uh, Smith. That's right. Because he can control a game wherever he wants out of dummy half it, yeah. if it's a bog. And, and you, I don't know if it's going to be a heavy 10, but it'll be well enough. Yeah, and, yeah, but they've they got the forwards to get the roll. Yeah. Um, but the edges are the concern. Uh, they can't afford to be sloppy, Penrith, but I think it, it absolutely plays right into Cameron Smith's hands to yeah. control the game in a real wet game. Because yeah. he'll just kick himself. He'll yep. just say, I'm I'm not going to pass to anyone. I'll just kick it out and I'll, and I'll make them kick. I'll That's make it. them He'll return. make them work hard. That's right. But... That said, uh, there's been a lot of rain predicted lately and hasn't turned up a lot of the time. Yeah, true. Um, but it, I thought that was an interesting... Sorry? Oh, no. I was just... Uh, um, I thought just that was an interesting aspect, yep. I guess, on top of this game. And it's time to talk about um, the game itself. So the, the, the team's dance. come out. The big dance. It's another fine. Um, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Only real change is that Kickhouse back, which has pushed uh, Kenny back out off the bench. They have named Naden at three, but there seems to be very heavy suggestions, which I would agree with, that Tyron May is going to start at 14. I think, and even reading between the lines of exactly what the words came out of Brandy's mouth, which I didn't have to read between the lines, was that May's better in defence, and that's probably the way they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start from the top, though. The fullbacks, Dylan Edwards and Ryan Papineau, and I thought we'll go through each team and just get a comment about the players themselves' season. Um, we'll try and keep it succinct, and then the matchup itself. But fullbacks, uh, Edwards has been outstanding. Papenhausen's become now in the conversation for best fullback in the game. He's an elite fullback. Barney, how do you? What do you make of both these two players? And the well, both of these two players have improved like markedly from where they started this season. Um, Papenhausen was probably mentioned here and there about his pace, and that was pretty much it. Yep. Edwards was mentioned about his um, his. Uh, under the high ball and how, you know, obviously the year before he struggled so much under that high ball at different times during the year. And they've both just improved that much. It's scary. Like Pappenhausen, obviously he's got the pace, but his ball his ball, um, ball playing this year has improved so much. It's not funny. Edwards' support play, he's just always sniffing around. Pappenhausen does the same. Um, they've both had tremendous years, and they'd both be in probably up and around the top five fullbacks in the game at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dylan Edwards' uh, numbers match up against anyone these days as well now. Uh, the fact he's got the – yeah, from where he, he's come so far in 18 months, um, there's no panic in his game, there's no stress, and I think it's just self-confidence. It's amazing what self-belief does. And as I said, Pappenhausen is uh, – in, in the conversation, best three fullbacks in the game, uh, or four. Ollie, uh, start of the year, Pappenhausen. See, a lot of people were high on Pappenhausen, but I believe last year and heading into this season, Jerome Hughes was actually the better fullback because he had a better defensive game. As you said, Barney, everyone was high on Pappenhausen's pace and how fast he was. That's all well and good, but as a fullback, you've got to have a defensive game as well. And I feel, and I said at the start of the year, if Pappenhausen is going to be Melbourne's fullback, he needs to better his defensive game a bit. He has done that. Um, he has gotten better in defence. He can obviously get, he can obviously improve even more, and I think he will the way he's going. Dylan Edwards has come. <sighs> He's come so far. As I mentioned before, I won't go too much into Edwards. He literally could not catch a ball to save his life halfway through last year and ended up getting dropped and only got back into the side because Caleb Bacons was a second tier was on a second tier contract in this grand final. I'm oddly enough 
leaning towards Edwards to have the better game just because it will be a wet weather game. He'll be safer under the high ball, I believe, just because of the year he's had. Pappenhausen has the ability to make the, the flashy, the really good plays, the highlight plays, but in terms of an overall game and having a safer game in this wet weather football, I lean more towards Edwards. I would argue Pappenhausen's best game all year was in the bog there where he turned on a dime and he scored that try and he was, he was the man of the match that game. Uh, Trev? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, Pappenhausen, his game's gone to the next level and what he's done, he's actually shocked quite a few people this year that he's came in as another ball player because he was just more known for his attacking. Yep. Coming in as a ball yep. player as well. Yeah. Oh, kicking match-winning field goals. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mate, like, it's un- that was unheard of from him. No one was ever expecting that. It reminds me a lot of uh, how Cameron Munster was when he first came on the scene before they moved him into 5'8". And I know, like we got, we were talking about his defensive efforts, but mate, he's, um, I haven't really seen him out of place in defence either. Yeah, and that's so, a big thing for a fullback. Hundred so, um, yep. percent. I'm just going to go through and do ticks and crosses as we go. I tell you what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to keep this simple. Actually, we're going to run down the Melbourne Storm team very quickly, and then yep. we'll be Penrith, and then we'll get okay. back to the tick. And you can right tick in. and cross and add them up yep. as we go. Yeah. Uh, because it, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll bundle up to be quick, but uh, I just thought that's easier than we'll trying just to do your seven. And seventeen, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So uh, the wingers for Melbourne. So we'll start Melbourne Storm there. That they finished obviously second. Uh, Vunavalu and Adokar. Oli. Vunavalu and Adokar. What a year that they've had in the end. You know what? The first half of the season, Adokar was still solid, but I feel like he wasn't hitting the heights he was in the past. And I feel like Vunavalu was having the better season after a relatively quiet for his standard 2019. But ever since those rumours started coming out that Adokar wanted to move to fullback, you could tell Craig Bellamy got him in the ruck a bit more, got him ball playing a bit more, and he has just looked fantastic by the end of the year. Melbourne's wingers, even if you don't think they are the best wingers in the game, the wing pairing, you have to have them in the conversation at the very least. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think Adokar's the game's premier winger right now. Uh, and Consistent. Yeah. By right now, I mean, probably last seven weeks. I just think his support plays exemplary. The work he does is very good. Obviously, he's not as big as some, but he's got his pace back. He's explosive. Uh, would I be concerned at his work rate having to play fullback 80 minutes? That's a problem for next year. Yep, exactly. But uh, from what he's doing, he's uh, has been, he's been incredible. Um, Vinavalu's Vinavalu. I mean, the score, try he scored last week was freakish. Uh like last week was Vinvalu's best game he's played. All yeah, year. and yeah. He, he has come back from. He's been niggled and had injuries all the way through. And but but he's not going to. There is still a defensive kink there. Oh, definitely. Can be exploited, yeah. uh, and that edge we'll talk about. But as with a lot of wingers, I just w- wanted to add in too while we're talking about Vinvalu, a lot of people are talking up. You know, Cameron Smith's last game and whatever, and that sort of overshadowed the fact that it is definitely Suliasi Vinavalu's last, last game before he goes to rugby union. Yeah, before he goes to rugby union. So yeah. expect a solid effort from Suli this weekend. Yep. Because that's it. Trev? Yeah, no, definitely. I was about to say the exact same yep. thing. Like, he's off to rugby union, and I always thought the moment he signed that contract with the ARU, his head just wasn't uh, an NRL player anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he did have a, a bit of a, a down spell, definitely. It's, this is a conversation for off-season, but yeah, that's right. he's but probably not a rugby union winger. He's probably going to end up playing centre there, but anyway. Yeah. It depends if he can kick the ball. But, I um, doubt it. 
Anyway. And your turn, Bunny. Well, um, obviously in attack, you've got Vunavalo and Adekar win that matchup. But as you as you alluded to, we're looking at wet weather football and Mansour and Tuo do more hard yards and gain more metres for their team than just about any other wing pairing in the competition. They just, whenever there's a chance for them to take the first or second hit up or the dart out of dummy half, yep. they're there. And yep. they do it and they get their 10, 15 metres, quick play the balls and they yep. get that roll on and we'll talk through about the middle, the, which helps. And we'll talk about those two uh, when we talk about when them. It's yep, so I was just going to, uh, I was asking specifically about Melbourne. Hmm? We'll talk about the matchups at the end. I said, look, Vunavalu and Adokar. Yeah, and he just talked about Mats or a duo. But that's okay. I talked about both of them. I said Vunavalu and Adokar. Yeah, I'm going to go. All right, never mind. I'll explain it off here. <laughs> All right, Brenko Lee and uh, Olam, the Melbourne centres. Uh, Brenko Lee's... Uh, Brank, Franco's come, always come from nowhere, and well, not nowhere, but Franco's always had the potential. Like I remember when I first uh, heard of Branko Lee, he was only like a 15, 16 year old, and that, and um, I remember getting told Trev, watch his kid Branko Lee, and then holding, well, hold, I was talking to a player agent one day who I know really well, and I said, oh mate, have you heard of a kid called Branko Lee? And this player agent goes to me. What about him, Trev? So I may have been told some good things. He goes, "Oh, that's great to know." And I go, "Why is that?" Because I'm his agent. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Trev? I specifically remember you telling me that story on a preview for the 2020 season on a certain other podcast. Just to get your thoughts, (laughs) how how do you think your opinions changed on him since then? Has it improved? Has it worsened? Mate, I'm just glad that. We're able to see what Branko is capable of. Like he's always had the potential, and being down at Melbourne, it's brought the best out of him. Yeah, and if anyone was going to get the best out of him, it's Craig Bellamy. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And uh, Barn Olam. Oh, Olam's an absolute freak. He's with the ball in hand. He's as destructive as any centre running around in the game. Um, Branko Lee, I'm I'm not so sure. That he's done as much as everybody thinks he's done. To be honest, I've, he's been in. And he, out he's of been the, better. He's been in and out of the team. Yeah. Um, do, do you think he's been better as a whole? You don't need to think he's been he's, good because I sort of agree with you to his an extent. His best game's way too far away from his worst game. And when if yep. he has his worst game, he'll get torn apart in this game. Are those two Melbourne centres their biggest defensive concern? Because we have oh, seen, even oh, though they've been winning games, there have been twenty 100%. points put on through them. And if they're going to shorten up the attack then you're going to have second rowers running at them and yep I, I know we're not onto them yet but people are talking about will Naden play will Tyrone May play yeah, which we'll talk about yeah, we will, so, but okay. no, 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 no 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 this isn't about them but no matter what they're coming up against Justin Ollum who has been class this he's season a, he's yeah, yeah. Th- this is about Ollum and you know what I'll go out on a limb by the end of next year I think he could be the best centre in the game he just wants to destroy people like that's he just goes yeah. out wants to hurt people wants to run over them wants to hit them as hard as he can when they run like, at I know during and, the week ugh. Like, I know during the week... I don't uh, want to run at him. I'll fucking tell you that right now. No, that's right. Like, I know during the week, um, the talk of Owen when he first uh, was signed by Melbourne on a train-and-trial basis, he only got given 40 minutes in a game to prove himself. And I remember... Tore someone apart? Mate, for that 40 minutes, he ran for over 200 metres. 
in that scored a few tries. He um, smashed people left, right and centre. And they said, yep, here you go. And they only gave him 40 minutes to prove himself. I know, like, it's been published this week, but I remember hearing about it when he first came over to the – because they sent him to the Sunshine Coast yep. from the PNG Hunters. And, yep. yep. Mate, like, he's a freak. And, mate, now he's a full-time professional. He's just even better. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. Barney, where's Cameron Munster at these days? I was worried about his fitness, but he, the way he was running on the weekend, he's, his knees There's flying. a few little moments where he sort of gave a little rub in it, but he, yeah, it, it was half a week off for him in a lot of ways. When he, so. was, when he decided he was going to go at full pace, there was no issue there, and he did what he did. He was kicking the ball as well, which obviously with a bad knee, you, you don't want to be kicking the ball, and he did a lot of kicking. Um, Munster is he's one of the best... Five eights running around in the game, one hundred percent. Arguably, if he was a little bit bigger, he'd probably be a lock. Yeah. But he's fuck, mate. He's yep. he's brilliant. Like Arguably, he's, oh sorry, the mad dog. Yeah. yeah, Arguably the best. But um, if we look at his recent grand final history, especially the last time he was in a grand final, two sin binnings. Now, I'm I'm not saying it'll <laughs> he's come. got a bit of a hot head. <laughs> yeah. Now, does does, yeah, does the hot head come into play in a grand final? Can you fr- can you frustrate him in that big game situation? Yeah, maybe possible. take him off his game a bit. Yeah. I'm just uh, like, can, yeah, no, yes, it can possible. be done. It can be done. Will but this will, Penrith will team do it? Don't know. I, I personally this don't, Penrith, don't the thing know. about that is this well, Penrith team. probably going to be like yeah, sent yeah. out to get him. This Penrith team and this yes. Penrith team do hunt like a pack. So if one's in all in and they will, if there's a little bit of niggle, there's going to be a lot of niggle. Um, their biggest niggler so, we've yep. suggested probably won't be playing because uh, Naden, I think, is the A1 proponent of that and he might be on the pine. Oh, Fisher um, Harris goes all right. Yeah, Trev, Munster. Mate, M- Munster's a freak. Like, we've already covered what you basically said, everything I would have said. Like, you know, he's a hot headed guy, but if he can uh, remain cool, mate, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if he gets the Clive Churchill medal. Yeah, and you know what? That's been Munster's yeah. downfall for the past couple of years, even before that 2018 grand final. You know, he's been marketed as possibly taking over as captain of Melbourne after Cam Smith retires, at least a bit earlier on. Maybe not now. But his one thing has been that hot-headedness, that aggression. And I tell you what, there have been two players sin-binned in grand finals in the NRL era. Mm-hmm. One was last year, Cooper Cronk. One was the year before, Cam Munster. If you had to put your money on someone getting sin-binned for that third year in a row, I'm probably going Munster. Well, Cooper Cronk was just doing it for the team. He just yep. hung on way too yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and it had to happen. I feel like in this game, if there's going to be a sin bin, it'd be a professional foul related. Yeah, it, no, it, it won't be. A, it won't be. But, brain. Yeah, it'll be but, Fisher Harris or one of the Bromwiches elbowing someone in the face. Like yeah. <laughs> Jerome Hughes. Yeah. In the conversation for the comms best fullback, obviously there's halfback. There's a uh, halfback. I <laughs> yeah. say. Uh, obviously, he was there's, there last there's, year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's a big fish, uh, but in front of him, but. He'd be in the top three, and as a running half, he's tremendous. He's still at explosive speed. Um, I love the fact that even if he chooses to run, he generally beats at least one body. Uh, his kicking's uh, been pretty spot on this year, and he is, in my opinion, one of the best halves in the game. And his passing game. And his passing game's good too. So yeah. I, I, he, he, I won't say most improved, but he, he's found himself now, and I think... He's in that conversation, I think, 100%. I think he's... Uh, watching him last week, I was just sort of half in awe of him as well. Him and Adekar, the two I just was yep. gobsmacked by. 
anything to add on? Oh, just a great running half as well. He has yeah. that ability to run the ball. Yeah, he's a run first, and then generally, it, as soon as the defence doesn't know what's going on, that's when he passes. And I know you're you know flattered. I, mean? like, I know you're flattered playing outside Cameron Smith because generally, if there's Cameron Smith's going to take a lot of the work workload, but when he gets a ball, it's up to him to do something, I suppose. Smith's generally run the forwards this year, and it's been yeah um, Hughes that's. Uh, set up the outside plays and Munster with a running game again on the edges. But yep. Hughes is, yeah, he's, um, his mentality this year has completely changed and the way he well, he's, he's gonna be he's, around the park. Yep. He's going to be the Kiwi 7, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys got to listen to the interview that we've done with Matt Adamson, Trevor and I done. Mm-hmm. Like earlier in the year, he said the biggest issue with Jerome Hughes was that he always just wants to be that runner. And yep. being the number seven, you just can't do that. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. they've identified that, they've worked on it, yep. and now he's man man. I think he's, he's found good. the perfect balance yeah. because it, it's a balance Mitch Moses can't find. Yeah. Yep. Because if he could find the balance, he'd be in the conversation as well, but he can't. He's either a, he's either yep. plan A or plan B. There's That's no. There's he no, still runs first, but as soon as there's some, as soon as he sees yeah. anything disorganised outside him, he just gives okay, it to yeah. straight away. Outside. Yep. I yep. have given Jerome Luai props for standing out in a side next to a halfback that's so dominant and Nathan Cleary. If I'm going to do that, I need to give props to Jerome Hughes for standing out in a side with Cameron Smith and Cameron Munster. Yep. Yep. It's only fair. Bromwich and Welch uh, p- uh, prop up the scrum. They're obviously two outstanding props. Uh, Christian Welch, I thought, had almost won his best games against Canberra. He was yeah. his last two or three oh. years have been against Canberra. He's tremendous, gone to last tremendous. Another level. Obviously, he's going to play years. for Queensland this year. Oh, he's. He, he hurts people when he needs to hurt people. He props the team up when he needs to prop them up. He's tremendous, Ollie. Yeah, well, Welch and Bromwich, for the last few years at least, they have been consistently two of, if not the best props in the game as a partnership. Now, a lot of people will probably lean towards the other two props in Penrith, which we'll get to in a bit, because they have been hyped up a fair bit this year because they've been playing good. But consistently, for at least the past three years, Bromwich and Welch have been consistent. They've been there... So don't be surprised if these two do get the edge. I'm not saying they will, but no, don't 100%. be don't be surprised. Any dead boys? Well, another thing with the mentality, just with Jesse. Um, Jesse used to give away a lot of silly shit. Um, a couple of years ago, probably two years ago, he'd get hot headed and he'd start doing silly shit in the middle, and he'd try to, you know, someone to get start getting on top of him, and he'd, he'd get nasty. Where this year he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, he I'll, just puts his head down, he's gone back, arm up, he's gone back and to just the old straight back down the middle. Yep. And I'm gonna beat you with my football, not with my elbows and my fists. Yeah, he's gone back to the old Jesse that he was before he brought that nickel into his game. He's gone back. Like I'm not saying he's at that stage where he when he was the best prop in the world, in my opinion. Because you know, there was a time there, I believe he was the best front row in the world. Yep. But he's Pretty getting close back to there. It. Yep. Yeah. Do we need to talk about Cam Smith? We probably we <laughs> can probably uh, talk about Cam. Tabled, uh, no, sorry. Apparently, we're going to forget who Cam Smith is in 20 years. So yeah. big, big shout out to Clayton. That's uh, 
<laughs> yeah, from and my page. I believe it was him or it was someone. But yeah, someone on my Clayton. page commented on a post about Cameron Smith today that apparently we're not going to remember him in... Actually, I don't think it was, it was someone. But yeah, apparently we're not going to remember who Cameron Smith is in 20 years. So I can't wait in 20 years' time to be sitting there thinking, now who was that bloke who's played the most games in NRL history again? Damn, I can't remember. Trev Smith. Trev Smith. Yeah, I think it was that Trev. Maybe that Barney boy. Oh, you were tremendous at turning 20 words into 50. I, I <laughs> salute you for it. I didn't mention Welch, <laughs> well, I obviously, know. before, but Welch is just, he's just the go-to front row. He just does yeah. his job no matter what. Um, and Cameron Smith, what can, fuck, we can't say anything about Cameron Smith that nobody else That's has what I mean. Why, there's said. no point, like, there's no point uh, wasting everyone's time. Like, I, I, I can, can, uh, can put two forwards over, like, right next to the, the post. Ba- uh, the second row is Kafusi and Bromwich, uh, tremendous. They, they do their job every year. The, the Melbourne, the Melbourne crash players, and I, yeah. and I, the Melbourne crash players are a red hot play for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there's one this weekend. Uh, and they just have an interchangeable, basically five blokes who can all run that playoff Cameron Smith, and that's what they do. Mate, and Kenny Bromwich, mate, like, in my opinion, he, he's underrated. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is tough as, you know, like, I know we're, like, I don't want to mention uh, the other back rowers from Penrith, but they're going to have a tough time going up against him. Yeah, and you know what? I give the exact same argument for Melbourne second rolls as I do for their props. Yes, Penrith second rolls have been talked up this year, and they've been really good this year, so a lot of people will probably lean towards them. But you know what? Melbourne second rollers, without getting too much of the credit, have just been consistent year after year. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and let's wrap up the lock with the, the league's biggest human being, Asafa Solomona. Oh, big cut Nelson. out, you bastard. Oh, sorry, no, no, talk about it, Barney. <laughs> I thought you said... No, sorry, I was thinking about... No, you, you chimed in with Welsh, which threw me off. Threw my cadence off. Go on, talk um, about the second row. Kafusi in defence, has been as good as he's ever been. His attack this year hasn't quite been up to the standard it was for the last probably two years. Um, but... That's always an option for him to go there. Um, Kenny is sort of in the Jesse mould from, I think, from the last year or two. Yeah. He's got a little bit of that hothead about him. He does give away a little bit of silly shit. Um, if he can contain that, then he'll be if fine. If wasn't but second up, he'd he be He still start, does plenty he? of work. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. And Kenny would just be the nasty bloke that comes off the bench and does the nasty stuff in the middle <laughs> and maybe gives away a penalty or two. But, yeah, I, I, probably, I think Kenny's probably someone that could probably be niggled into a bit of silly stuff yep. at some point during the game. Yep, wouldn't disagree. And now you can talk about Nelson. Uh, now we've got this far as well, Barr. Yeah, biggest human being in the game. Um, beautiful with the ball. I've got a few questions around him in defence. Um, he does hit hard when they're coming straight at him, but on on his, on his soft shoulder, which is yeah. his left shoulder, is a little bit, yeah. little bit iffy. And the problem is his left shoulder is Cameron Munster's right shoulder, and then yeah, but yeah, um, no, fuck mate, he's one of the best players running around. But yeah, obviously there's questions about anybody who's running around. He went through so. that phase as well where he was racking up massive supercoach numbers too. He was just oh. really. Oh, he's got the offload, and like you can have two blokes on him, like trying to drag him to the ground, and he's that big and that strong that he can still get the ball away and yeah. provide that second phase. So. Oh, 
The, the same argument as the rest of the Fords. I feel like Melbourne's four pack goes severely underrated, but they're just consistently high quality, world class every week. The one thing I will say about Nelson, though, although I still feel he can do a job at lock for me personally, probably better in the front row, just crashing, just mm. getting that hit up. But again, you know, Fanukin is still, I don't Keep believe, hundred percent off yeah. the bench. So if you're going to move anyone there, you probably move Nelson there. But yeah, that's just like a sort of small little addition. I think he's better as a front rower. True. But you're playing at, yeah, at lock. No, you're right. I actually agree with you. True. Yeah, no, mate. Like, Nelson at lock, mate. Like, people got to understand he's got some toe behind him. He's got a step. He's got an offload. He's got a pass. Like, he's a coach's dream to have in your team. Like, it's very unheard of to have a player play in the NRL. How tall is he? Like, six foot eight? Yeah, that's he's, six, big, he's that's legit strong. Six, yeah, fast. Right, yeah. yeah that's, mate. Like, it's just unheard of. And that, that mate, like, he's just stuff about him that he, um, and he does it. The only thing of being that big is he sometimes has that loose arm penalty from yeah. tackling yeah, little but blokes. Yeah. But in the day, <laughs> but, but in the day swatting like, flies know, down there. I know, like uh, some people say, oh, what about the front row? But he, he's more to Melbourne instead of just being a crashing barge. Yeah, but they don't need that link player at lock. Melbourne don't need that. No, link when you got links, you got enough lock. links. I just want to because I obviously said I prefer him as that crash player in the front row. Although he can do that stuff. A question for you, Trev. Do you think his best asset is in the front row? Whether or not he can do a job in lock, do you think that's his best uh, No, I think he's better at okay. lock. Well, I think he's better at lock okay. than okay. the front row. I think his best position probably would be as a back rower, to be honest, running at fucking yeah. halves. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, just going, sorry, row. Adam Reynolds. Anywhere yeah. in the back <laughs> <row>. <laughs> Hey, Cleary, who <laughs> I? Tackle this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah good luck. All uh, right, the, the Melbourne bench is uh, – it's half rude to bunch them all together because it's an outstanding bench. It is probably the best bench in the club. Um, Brandon Smith, uh, Tino Fasamalawi. Fasamalawi. Uh, fin- uh, Dale Finucan, who's obviously a New South Wales player, and uh, Nico Hines, who is also in the team. Um, <laughs> quickly on the bench, Trev. Uh, hot, and actually could be a game-breaker, the bench, to be honest with you. That's one of my notes. But uh, the cheese is a cheese. Tino's a freak. And Dale... Fanu could probably start if he's fit. So. That's it. That's what I mean, man. Like, the cheese, as we just mentioned, like Brendan Smith, like, he can come off the bench and cover any position. Yeah. He's an absolute freak. And he, 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 like I said, until the last 10 minutes last week, he led the metres. And he, and played, he is a leader. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. goes, boys, fucking, we're not doing this properly. Yeah. Fucking do it this way. And it's, it's not it's not the grabbing pair by the it, – it's no, this is how you fucking do it. Hitting blokes so, around yeah. the hips yeah. or in the ribs and dropping them or yeah. just, and, like, running into the line – as hard as you possibly can. Like, I know he wants to play nine next year, and this is a spot which will you. Is he a nine? Like, yes, he, he is a hooker. He is the New Zealand international hooker. Okay. And while he can play... Is the there more value to him as him at lock or somewhere else? For Melbourne, he's more <laughs> no, for any other team. If you bought if you bought him If you bought him for the Sharks next year, where would you play him? Nine? Yeah, he'd be playing nine. No, play him nine. Okay, no, no, no. Just because he's so good at lock or so good I understand. I understand. But the funny thing is, right, like I know everyone talks about money gone to certain positions, certain players. Why don't we give the number 14 jersey a good 800? Thousand dollars a year? Why not? Because they don't play eighty minutes. Because well, you can if you want Melbourne. I'm sure East can as well. But the rest of us live in the real world. No, but I'm just saying in general though. Like with these new rules, and we've spoken about it, it's 
brought back the utility player and the importance of the utility player, and he, he's it. Well, it is becoming more important. Though. In 14 other teams, he starts as a hooker, that's probably right. plays half an hour, and then you put him back to lock or second row or yeah, that's wherever the fuck you want to yeah, put yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he plays 80 minutes, but he doesn't play 80 minutes. Well, the perfect world next right. year for the because Melbourne. The absolute paradise next year is he plays 20 minutes to start for Melbourne. Harry Grant comes on, and then he... And he goes back Brandon to lock or goes well, to well, that's right. he, or vice versa. You could do yeah. vice versa and do the same thing. Yeah. The, the thing I've been shocked at is that when talking about Harry Grant coming back to Melbourne, a lot of people are saying, well, it rides on whether Cameron Smith plays on or not. You've still got Brandon Smith there who wants to play hooker, is the New Zealand international hooker, is while he is very good at lock, and I understand where you're coming from, Dagan, I agree with you, he's very good there, but he's a hooker. And I, I feel it's a bit disrespectful that people aren't including him in that conversation because you remember heading into the season, that All-Star game, he, he had was, a, man, of he, he was man of the yeah. match and everyone was saying, well, do, do Melbourne actually start Brandon Smith over Cameron Smith this year at hooker at the very start? And then the whole Harry Grant thing happened and it sort of fizzled out a bit. So I believe Brandon Smith deserves his crack at hooker. And I tell you what, if they want to start Harry over here next year, there's a nice house on the beach on the Gold Coast, I reckon, for you next year, Brandon. I'll take you. And I'll pay for your KFC as well. <laughs> He's a star. Anyway, um, we haven't talked about oh, Tino. Realistically, under the new rules, like he plays the first half and then he goes back into the back row and then you bring on your interchange hooker. And under the new rules, that's fucking perfect, perfect for any team running around. As you said, we haven't mentioned Tino, who's been that breakout star in yep. the back row. He's been as good as any other back row running around. Yep. Um, he's an absolute beast with the ball in hand. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles, and when he does hit people, he fucking hurts them. Uh, Dale Finnegan. He's a state He's state of origin player. He's, yeah, he's at the back end of his career. And Obviously, he's getting team. a little bit older. But Fred he does exactly the same. He runs the ball as hard as he possibly can. He hits blokes and makes sure that they know they've been hurt. And um, Nico Hines only got five minutes last week. Like, they might not even fucking use him unless they need to. And he's another bloke who can play six, one. He could probably play nine if you needed to throw him in there. Yeah, and he has uh, filled in that nine. Like, yeah, that's why he's in. Yeah, he's a creative, like, he's an attacking creative player. And yeah. We've not gotten to Penrith yet, but overall I think I give Melbourne's bench the edge. Yeah, and I think that's, that's, what you, that, that's, that's, that's what you, that's what you brought up, as in you think actually, the bench is massive. The more I think of it, it's a game-breaker thing. But uh, yep. let's get to the Penrith Panthers, the minor premiers. Uh, from, we talked about Dylan Edwards, so the wingers... What are you hear from Penrith? Like, fucking... Well, when do they... Christ. To talk about them as minor premiers, and it'd be something I'd be so excited to be talking about, Lost except of all game. the fuckwit blokes you have to sit with and listen to. <laughs> um, but they, they have played great footy, they've played a good brand of footy, they've played... Um, Clean? Uh, no, I can't say clean. Um, they've played. They've hunted as a pack. They've done really. Tough-ass. Yeah. Yep. They've done really well. So um, as we will continue on, uh, the wingers Mansour and Tuo. As I said, if they were picked as representative wingers, it would not offend me in the slightest. They have been outstanding. It's been Mansour's best season in <sighs> since he's had his face put back together. Tuo is a workhorse. He's not massive, but he's, he makes some yards. He's uh, defensively sound. He's obviously a, can score tries when he needs to. He's yeah. Absolutely in the conversation for elite winger. His biggest issue is um, a target, like a target for the bomb to the corner. It's just because like, he's a bit smaller, yeah. because he's so short, man. Like, it, unless you've got a centre or a second rower coming across to jump above him, 
and take that ball. Like, if you've got Vunavalu marking up on him and jumping over the top of him yeah, for bombs. Yeah, 100%. Good I, luck with that. Yeah, Daggy, I agree but. with everything you've said about Toto, but the thing is with me, while Mansell's had his best year in a few years, <sighs> I feel like he's been a bit blessed to be in that good of a Penrith side. Don't get me wrong, he has contributed, but he's nowhere near as good as he used to be in my opinion, and I also believe Penrith could probably get a better winger in Charlie Snake. I feel like next year, he's off contract come November 1st. I feel like Penrith don't re-sign him, and, and then in 2022, Charlie Staines comes onto the wing, and Josh Mansell goes, to be honest, unless he has a very good year next year, Super League, like... I, I no, don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I just, yeah. If I had... He, I, I, he's, he's, I'm, he's, taking him from, I'm taking him from being in the level of Dylan Edwards last year. Yeah, like, he was yeah. awful he last was, year. He was awful, he was and, yeah. Bad, he was shot, he should retire. Yeah. He should retire. Yeah. I think he's got one trial a year, and yeah. now he's... Tremendous. I agree with you that he has had his best year since the face reconstruction. I believe he's had a decent year. But you know what? Out of the Panthers starting 13, although he's not had a bad year, if I had, if you asked me who's had the worst year out of that 13, I'd probably still just say Mansell. And he's not even had a bad year. It's just he's not been as good as the yeah, rest. Yeah, that's he's right. not that's, been as good yeah, as he used to that's be. It, when, when and, and you know what? I, I, I said Naden before is someone who Penrith probably let go. Someone Penrith, I think, will definitely let go next year. I think, I think there's no doubt that... To let Staines in, especially because Staines is coming Of course, when you've got a 33-year-old bloke, of course he's going yeah, and, and he's, oh, he's just not, not that old, is he? I think he's younger he's than like 29. Honest, I, he's just not been as good. No, no he'll go. He's he'll go. He'll, 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 go. Uh, he'll probably have the target. Next year, if I had Mansour on the wing facing up against um, Staines, I'd be backing Mansour every day of the week, to be honest. I think Staines is a bit of a myth, to be honest with you, but that's... No, 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 no. I I know, but... Yeah, Staines will jump over the top of Mansour, but he's not going to give you 200 metres out of your back end when you need the hard work to be done. Streak of Pelican shit. You know who Staines needs inside him? And I'll tell you who helps Staines look like a superstar, and we've already mentioned him, Brent Nason. I, I think, I just, yeah, Stain's obviously been receiving some good stuff and obviously he's a tremendous finisher. Yeah. I just... Well, my argument is... Jerry's still... He's played six games the first grade. Yeah. Now, can you have any other opinion? My argument isn't necessarily a bit, like about Stain's. It's just that Mansell has had his best year in a few years this year, but I don't think he's nowhere near what he used to be. And I still feel like when he's got to come under that high ball, that's his biggest weakness. He never jumps for the high ball. And I think it's partly because he thinks his face is going to get done again. But remember, before Anthony Don Dunning's face, he had a really bad was it ACL injury and he stopped jumping for balls ever since he came oh, back and you know what shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. Would you like to do Anthony Don's face? I'm pretty sure I'd, <laughs> I don't think I've ever no. met a Lebanese bloke that can jump more than about a fucking foot yeah, off the ground. Yeah, he knows like, he just goes okay. Sorry, <laughs> there, there are some very good, there are some very, I'm not going to Barney, this argument off of him being Lebanese. I've muted him, he's out of it. All right, Barney, tell us about the wingers. He's not a jumper, man. He's I've muted him. He's having it. I've sent him to the bin. He's no, done. Barney, you talk. Talk. You need to jump for the ball. <laughs> Not on the, on the line. Barney, talk, Barney. All right, I've muted Barney so as well. So, if, so yeah, mate. So, yeah. so I, can I, you talk about Mansour and, and Tua? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, Brian, you know, he's a powerhouse. He's a powerhouse. You know, like he, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. He's you lost know, his shit. Yeah. Right, I've allowed Barney back to you, but you finish it. Yeah, Brian, 105 kilo, you know, people say, oh, he's too heavy, but, you know, well, he's doing what he has to do, scoring tries, 
Yeah. And Mountie bopping away. Well, good on him. Keep on doing. Don't don't change what's made. The sauce is good. Do. I think it's. And we've. Uh, and I love that the Penrith fans have fallen back in love with him. I, yeah, I love that. That's a thing too. How many times have you seen Penrith get beaten from bombs to the corners? You know I mean? cannot like, recall. Well, they've only lost one game. Exactly. It wasn't See, it wasn't this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might get a try or two. I've, I've unmuted Ollie, the but I'm done. No, 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 no more. No more about that. Brian Tyler, oh, he's amazing, isn't he? Yes, Brian, but he's getting the but, um, getting the final wet weather, treatment right Wet now, weather so football, mate. Those two blokes are going to give you 150 to 200 metres out of your back end when you're struggling for metres <laughs> and they're doing your, you're doing your dummy half dashes or they're taking that first or second hit up and... I, yeah, I, I think about. No, I yeah, think they're right actually you. a better matchup, to be honest. No, they're it, tremendous, especially matchup. in a wet weather football game. I think Penrith got the edge there. Oh, that's a big call, but um, very good. I like it. Uh, the centres: Naden, Crichton, and May. We'll throw all three in because I strongly believe that Nate at Tyrone May will be playing. Yeah, I believe I, I, I believe Naden is going to be starting. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So talk about talk us through. I know you love him. So talk about your man crush. Yeah, no, mate. No, mate. Well, <laughs> best isn't playing. What, what can I say about it? We had Drew Warrior, mate. Like, he's awesome. He's a gun. Yeah, he's very, reminds me of Matt Gidley, and I know I've mentioned it plenty of times already tonight. You know, he's, he's big, he's strong, he's got a good offload about him. Everything about him, even down to the, the hairstyles, very similar to Matt Gidley. You know, so, mate, like... Like he keeps it up, keeps him doing what he's doing. He'll he'll be a future centre for New South Wales down the track. All right. Well, the one that will be a future centre for New South Wales will be Stephen Crichton. Uh, he is was in the, obviously probably second in Rookie of the Year. Had a pretty good one yeah. in front of him. Uh, explosive. Uh, knew exactly when to support kick out. Really probably fell into the right team at the right time. They think he's, they know he's a superstar and they, they stood by him and they'll prove him right. Barney, what do you think of uh, that centre pairing? Yeah, 100% mate. Um, in attack, I think they've got the edge. Uh, in defence, I'm not 100% sure about what happens on those edges in defence. Uh, Naden has... Uh, has Proven himself to um, not be in the right position in defence when they've come down his side, and Crichton has that points in this uh, during the season as well. Mm. But ball in hand, they've got plenty of points in them. But in a wet weather game of football, how many games? Question for all of you: How many games have they been Average defensively and go out of jail attacking wise. Penrith. Penrith. You know what? A few. A few. And and how much has that come back to roost? Most of their games have been based off attack. And the thing is, they haven't necessarily had to have a good defensive game, in part because the team they're going up against hasn't been the best in attack and they haven't had to worry. Or they've been so dominant in that first 20 minutes. I'll be jumping the gun here, but. Do they have an absolute A-plus defensive game no, in them? No, I don't, I don't think so. No, last time... I just, you know, I know I've jumped ahead a few, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I can remember Penrith actually showing a good type of defensive game was when they played South Sydney at, at Penrith. I held them to zip. And that, and, well, that was probably their best defensive game. And that, I, and that game, it and showed that, game, that, that, that was, but that was their mission for the game because they were so was happy defense. to keep. Yeah. I think in the last couple of minutes, they bundled someone out and they yeah. were like, up, oh, yeah, yeah. nil, nil, nil. That was yeah. probably yeah. their best defensive If you watch the way they defend, they're generally up and in, especially with their centres, and the wingers try to hold that edge. And then um, it all depends on their cover defence, to be honest. Um, they're going to need 
two blokes sweeping across the back to cover the jam because you can't jam in without cover across yep. coming yep. across the back line. So Jerome Luai, Ollie, <laughs> it, it is <laughs> it is crazy to say again in attack. Brilliant. Yeah, it's crazy to say nearly any 5'8 could have a better game than Cam Munster in a grand final, but the way Luai's been playing, especially the, the past 10 weeks since he's stolen the Dalian medal from <laughs> Nathan Cleary and given it to Jack Whiten, he could do it. He very well could do it. He could light up that most improved you, you player this year. Yes. Yeah? You know me and you know what I'm saying when I say this. And this is, I don't mean this from explosiveness or suddenness or footwork. He's as closest to Benji Marshall at his best mm-hmm. that I've seen in 10 years. And I'm not saying he, yep. I'm not saying the stepping, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, I, the I get what ball, you mean. But what he can do around, and, and when you think of Benji, he's absolutely best yeah. Scott Prince or had whoever. He reminds you of that. Yeah, because where he fits in that spine is it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Clear he's in control, but you know what? Time yeah. for points. I agree 100%. And a lot of people would say, oh, no, Sean Johnson. And if you listen to this show long enough, you yeah. know what a rap I give that. That's yeah. A, a lot of people would say, oh, no, Sean Johnson's the closest thing to, to Benji, but it, that is because of, no, that yeah. is because of that stepping game, whatever. Yeah. Luai does have that stepping game, don't get me wrong, but yeah, he is the guy to get the ball to you when you want a bit of creativeness, when you want a guy running the ball, a bit of razzle-dazzle, yeah. as some people would say, and getting points on the ball. Whereas Rabs would say some razzle-dazzle. Razzle dazzle. Whereas That's Scott Prince, I know a lot of people are talking about Benji in that 2005. We, we can have an 05 retrospective yeah, yeah, after but, the game. Yeah, you would echo yes. my sentiments. Yes, I don't both, both like Cle- an Ollie show. Yeah, both Cleary and Scott Prince were that sort of game controlling. <laughs> Yes, that's my point. Well yeah. done, well, yeah. I think my good job in the history lesson. Trev's turn. I have to Jerome is that he's too kick happy. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Well, he's yeah. a little bit short. And with the comparisons, obviously, that Ollie just made. But also, he doesn't have to be Sean any different. Sean Sean Johnson's got the long ball, which Luai doesn't does have a moon, generally have. The moon have. ball. So he's the two of, words, you know what the two words of the era? Moon ball and cinder mo- rainbow, cinder, no, rainbow, rainbow pole and cindermosis. What is cindermosis? The NRL physio has a lot to answer for. Just ask Dan Payne; he wants to kill him. But uh, um, Luai <laughs> generally plays within ten to fifteen meters on either side. He runs to yep. that one edge, and he's got the short ball. Whereas Johnson obviously has a longer ball, and he can run the ball as well. But um, Luai, as I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, when he starts running and dancing in front of defensive lines, they lose their shit. Yep. They don't know. What's going to happen? And if he's got support on inside and outside, fucking good luck defending that kind of shit. And then, but when you talk about the short kick, you know what it is because and it's a tremendous thing. Because and but you know who his support is, and we'll talk about it in a sec. Is Nathan Cleary? He can yeah. kick back. How many times does he kick back to Cleary? Yeah, or kick under the post and or kick out and go right because he can go or he can kick back across field. Yeah, that's right. He's got so many options. He's he's. Um, Ball play is a little bit limited. It's a little bit short, but that's his role in that team. You know what I mean? Like, Cleary's the one who throws the big long balls out to the edges and yep. all the rest of it. Clear, uh, Luai's basically... Yeah, and Cleary's the one that kicks 40-20. Luai's a short ball yes. or a short cutout ball, yep. and it's all run down that left-hand edge. I'd like to see him start running back around the other way and start linking and with the other well, side as well. And when we talk about Benji, he used to have that wraparound. He'd go back and go, Robbie, I'm going right he'd now. Go the yeah, op- he'd go the opposite side, which yeah. Luai generally doesn't pop up on the right-hand side. That's He's how, generally left-hand side. It'd be Nathan. Yeah, and that's... 
And that's because he's got he's got Kikau and Crichton on his on his outside and edges, a, and then Cleary back on his inside. And that's but, a Gusism, and he Gus always hates it that that's his half and that's his half. Oh, bad! It's his good radio. I use my hands, but the uh, five eight plays the left, and the halfback plays the yeah. right, whatever it might be. And, and then Edwards so. chimes in on the right. Yeah, so I, it, I agree it, with it that. Let us attack a little bit, but. Luai has gone leaps and bounds from where he was. Um, the only question I've got about Luai is obviously his defence. When you got big ass motherfuckers like Nelson, Nelson. running at him, <laughs> Nelson. And, Nelson and Tino, Kafusi and, and Tino running at him, yeah. you know, and he's you know that crash face support. So, I'll let you have the first. My vice captain have the first crack here. Nathan Cleary, you may you may speak. He's been the best player all year. Yep. Like, yep. He's um his control of the game is pretty close to Cameron Smith. Um, he just gets it a little bit later than Cameron gets it. He gets the Cameron gets a choice before anybody else. Whereas um, Appy has that choice before Cleary has that choice, and then um, but Cleary has just been absolutely amazing. He has gone he'd be three times a better player than what he was like this time last. It year. is it is incredible to think that at the start of the year there was debate about Moses versus Cleary for Origin. Oh, or Moses. Yeah, or even a three-way Moses Brooks it and I, yep. it's, uh, and it's uh, it was blown out of the water. It was probably four rounds in. His kicking game is just so precise; yep. it's ridiculous. Mate, it was blown out. And he kicks that he kicks that dead bomb. He did, kicks the heavy he's ball got bomb. Everyone, he's yep. got the grubber. He's got the chip. He's got the bomb. He's got fuck, mate. Banana kick. Yeah, the rest look, of it. look, no more comparisons or Ollie podcast out of me. Quite simply, Nathan Cleary, in my opinion, has been the best player in the National Rugby League this year. Mm-hmm. Should be the Australian halfback. Can't it disagree. Will, I think will be the will New be. South Wales yeah. halfback. Yeah, mate. There's only com- one comparison I can do to Nathan Cleary, right? And I know, like, don't do it. Obviously, don't do it, Cleary. But. It's, um, <laughs> The Iceman from Top Gun. Oh, okay. I was speaking that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to hear that either. <laughs> the the, the Iceman from Top Gun, mate. Val Kilmer's character. Mate, like, <laughs> mate, Nathan Cleary, mate. Didn't he, he blow up his plane the at the end of the fucking movie? Yeah. No, He's mate. dead now. Die? No. <laughs> oh, he died. That was Goose. Oh, Goose. That was Goose, mate. Ah, uh, that's fair enough. And the Iceman made him die. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, what hasn't been mentioned is the defence. Like, he won Penrith games oh. on defence. I mean, his defence has always been good. He's strong. He tackles yeah, like yeah, a back so rower. Now, now you're and, getting... And he tackles like... I, and and I I'll, I'll give Mitch Pierce the same credit I said about him, and it did, but that was Joey Johns' thing. He tackled like a lock, and, and yeah, that's what... And that's it. Mate, to Nathan's credit, right... Hayden Knowles, who's the strength and conditioner at Penrith, yep. came out earlier. Let's play cricket with Hayden Knowles, I think, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he played for us. Probably a different. He was terrible. But, um, he's yeah, well, probably fitter than me. Yeah. Well, Hay- Hayden came out at debatable. the end of the year and said, you know what? <laughs> Not debatable. <laughs> it's masturbatable. <laughs> what? No, oh, sorry. <laughs> Hayden came out at the beginning of the year and said, This is going to be the best year that Nathan Cleary has ever played. He's put on an extra 10 kilo of muscle to bulk up. And. We should see even a better defensive because Nathan's always had a great defensive yeah, game. Yeah, but he's putting uh, he's, shots on. Yeah, 100%. Now he's putting yeah, shots on because he's putting yep. on that good muscle. Yeah. And I tell you what, the- and only two to three kilos in that chin. So it's he's charging out of the line <laughs> and just belting blokes, what, like second rowers and front rowers. What like, pissed me off? Them. What pissed me off so much in 2018 and 2019 about people saying Cleary's just a passenger. 
passenger for James Maloney. Yeah. End of the day, Origin is heavily a defence-based game and Nathan and Cleary he, is the best defensive halfback in the competition and that's why he was there. That's right, 100%. I love when you slap tables there. <laughs> uh, let's go to... We can, we'll keep the spine going. Coruscant. Mm. Oh, mate, he's, uh, he has been the best... I think he's been the best pickup for any team this year. Yeah. He has changed the way that Penrith play. He's just directed him down the middle. He's very similar to Cameron, but he's got a better running game. Um, he probably doesn't have the uh, the game control because he doesn't have as good a kicking game as Cameron's got. But with his ball play and the way he directs the team around the park, it's not that far off. And he's he's been a massive signing for Penn. Yep. He, he was the player of the year. Yeah, I think. I, think I had no doubt about it. Unanimous. I had no doubt about it. I thought he was um, very unlucky not getting uh, number nine of the year. To be honest, at the Daly Ames. Yeah. Like I'm not taking anything away from Cameron. But no, Cameron did play particularly well as well. I'll tell you what. Well. Well, yeah. And Appy missed a lot of games injured too. That's so. it. I, I just think you know, because we're so used to seeing Cameron Smith doing what he does week in week out. Seeing Appy come on. Actually, you know, it's the. Uh, I'm not starting you up again, Ollie. <laughs> it's the Dallium syndrome. No, it's a Dallium syndrome that Cleary's if Cleary's get if the Penrith are winning, Cleary's getting three and Kikau's getting two and Appy might get one, so he's not going to poll very well right. in a team of, of stars. Whereas yep. you know, Harry Grant, who plays in the team of spastics, could have uh, polled quite well when he was for a while. Anything to add all? Just that I echo the sentiments of these guys and to think someone can actually be in the conversation, although I don't think he'll get it, be in the conversation for New South Wales hooker over Damien Cook in this day and age, it's just, it's a credit to Apisai Coruscant and just goes and you'd to argue, you'd argue outplayed him last week, but both... Oh, really oh, for the most part, he's been better yeah, this year, but Cook's just better for New South I've Wales. I've just got a phone call from HR. They're looking for an A. Diagostino. Have it on now. <laughs> you'll, when you listen to it, you'll know exactly what you've done. What have I done? <laughs> oh, apologies to anyone I've offended. Uh, it does not reflect the uh, opinions of the Beer Garden Empire, Footy or Froggies. <laughs> Show us your tips, Club Trev or any other affiliated membership. Uh, these opinions are my own and don't bash me for that either. All right, the uh, front row, James Tamo and Fisher Harris. Tamo is a, a revelation this year, really. Uh, pro- probably, he, he was nearly their best player last year as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah but it, statistically it's been his it, best, best year, yeah. uh, which is incredible to think. Um, he's on the back end of his career. and he's Yeah, we've got three years left and he's been tremendous. Absolutely uh, killed it. And year. if it wasn't for the Kiwi, for the Warriors, and absolutely 100% agree with RTS being captain of the year there, mm-hmm. he probably is captain of the year here, I would think. Oh, definitely. Or Cameron Smith, just because or Cameron, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. Like I just have to say, like James Tamo, like front rowers in this day and age, they normally come into their prime when they're in their thirties. If they're 20s, fit, yeah, yeah mid twenties, late twenties, late twenties, early thirties. If they're fit, that's when they're at yeah. their best because they're matured, they're strong, and that, and he's just uh, playing good football. He's turned the clock back a bit, and that, and uh, like I think it's great. But uh, James Fisher Harris. Oh, like when he, I remember when he first came on the scene, I remember telling people, he'd watch his kid, he'll, he'll light up the NRL, give him a few years, and he's had that few years, now he's in the top three or top four front rowers in the game. Yep. For me, top two. Um, but 
just on James Tamo, look, he hasn't had as good a year statistically as you brought up since 2015 at the Cowboys. So the Cowboys won. I think that yeah, that's something to go off there. And James well, Fisher-Harris, hey, we'll, yeah, we'll, top two we've for We've always me. said, and, the, and history has always shown, that the teams that go and win the comp is when their front rowers are on fire. And their halfback, which Nathan Cleary, I mean. I, I know we're on the props, but yeah. Barney? And obviously... Um, like attack gets all the the plaudits. Everyone yep. ra- rants and raves about the attack, but the defence out of both of those two, Fisher Harris and Tamau, has been tremendous. Like they've held that middle together for Penrith, <laughs> and they've also done the work on the other side as well. Um, Tamau, his um, offloads have gone away a little bit from what he used to do when he used to stand over people. Nelson, as Nelson's doing these days, and just pop that ball out yep. the back. But he's still dent. He still puts a dent in the line every time he takes the ball up. And Fisher Harris is just a fucking animal, man. Like, he's just all about the competition. He's all about ripping in, beating the bloke that he's playing against and then trying to beat someone else as well. Like, it's it's just aggression and nastiness, and I love it. Kikau and Martin Barney. They've been probably the best second row combination running around, I think, this year, to be honest. Like, between the two of them, like, they just, when there's a when there's an opportunity on and the the halves and the centres don't know exactly what's going on, those two are running straight through you. And if it's not those two, the ball goes out behind them and the bloke that gets that ball runs straight past the bloke well, outside We spoke them, about so. throughout the year. I, I love the way Penrith set out the year by going, hey, we're not going to let kick out touch a ball for six weeks. Yeah. You might add... Three or four runs, and then it's like, and, and then, and then time for like three or four weeks. Oh, he's gonna, it's gonna happen this week. No, it didn't. It's yeah. gonna happen this week. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah. And then this week, oh, that happened this week. But, but then they've now found that medium where he is. They, they, I don't think, in my opinion, they can beat Melbourne without Kiko in the grand final. No. No. And uh, it showed last week. They the get, only thing oh, that worries me is he's a little bit like if you. He obviously got suspended the first week of yeah, finals. Yeah, you, you need And he out. tried to rip, like, five different heads off. Yeah. The bloke could have got 12-week suspension. Yeah. He was tipping blokes on the head, trying to rip the heads off, and he missed four times. That's the only reason he didn't get six weeks, eight, ten yeah. weeks suspended. Like, he got a little bit overhyped in the last game that he played. I don't expect that to happen again. I'm pretty sure he's had some pretty stern words and said, the, the don't only, try and rip blokes' heads off. So but, what you just mentioned there, Bun. The only other concern... I have about kick out is that he's still not fit enough. So, like, if he wants to go down and have breathers, like, he can't be doing that. In, he, he does not in the grand final. He and does do that, doesn't he? Yeah. Do that a lot, actually. He does, he does. He does do that yeah. a lot. Yeah. And Penrith need him to play big minutes. Yeah. Penrith need him to be at least like, sixty you, you, minutes. You, you can't be you can't be bringing him off the, after thirty minutes. The uh, the, the argument I give for that is they haven't had Capel all year. Now they have Capel who can play forty minutes. Yeah. And can yeah. a, and will not let them down. If if Cleary picks his spots right, Kiko might get three stints. He's better in defence than Kiko is. That's right. But. So the argument is that you're right, you're 100 oh, yeah. right. But they haven't had kick. If Capel had been there, year, they probably would have played. Kiko probably plays 25 minutes every week and yeah, treat him like treat him like the old minutes. treat him like the old. Um, and I can't believe his name scored it. Uh, well, Jared. Bulldogs, That's what Jared second row that went to Melbourne now plays overseas and scored a 100-metre try because he's the fittest bloke in the world. Um, 
Are you talking about Cassiano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 he's a front rower, isn't he? Um, he is. My, for my little bit, I want to focus on Liam Martin. And we've yes. Talk, we've spoken oh, yeah. about... And we've as you about, should, yes. Ha- we've spoken about how good Kikau is, and I agree with everything. Yep. With Martin, as I've said on the podcast before, I don't want to get too much into it, but I've said at the start of the year, I was honoured to meet Liam Martin when he was still in and out of that Penrith squad. And Ivan Cleary said to him, I think a realistic goal for you by the end of this year is playing State of Origin. At the time, I thought, that's great. You could be in that form, but I I just don't think he's going to get it. Now I'm a believer. And you know what? If Liam Martin is going to be in that Origin squad, which I think he'll be in the 27, but if he is going to be a contender to actually play, he needs to have a huge grand final. That'll go a long way. So if that's still his goal and he's still focused on that... Freddie loves him. He plays for sure. Well, if you look at But still, a huge... to, To cement that, in his mind at least, he needs to have a huge grand final. Oh, so definitely. there we go. Mm. Like Cleary's two kick uh, try assists last week were chips or half bombs to the second row and the centres. So if you go kick out and Martin, Martin can jump. Like Martin's almost the centre. And, and like he's he, he chases, he, when they have those it, short chips, he's a shot out of a rocket. Yeah. He just he's there. He and then Kickout's just bigger than anybody. He, well, he, he, he does the basketball so, play. He does the basketball. Exactly. He loves the layout. So there's going to be a lot of those little chips into the yep. corners and yeah. yeah. And uh, and we arguably finish with next year's captain and uh, one of yeah. the players of the comp is uh, is AEO, which uh, go on, Ollie. He's just been. I've I've said it ever since he debuted. Like since 2014, he's been so underrated for Penrith. He's got to mention here and there. In, in, in recent weeks, he has gotten a fair bit of press, and mainly because there are reports he is actually going to be picked in that Origin squad. But he deserves it. He it, broke it, the it, game apart yeah, last it, week. It's just been mm. New South Wales second rowers, and I think he's added like he's always yeah. He, he was workhorse half yeah. uh, front half, and he became an elite. Uh, elite right. lock, I should he's say. He's worked on yeah. his footwork. His footwork's tremendous, yeah. and right. he, he can play as a 5'8 when he remember. has to play as a... got to remember, like, I know, like you said, he was underrated, yeah, and he has been underrated, but he was Gumby mm. for, quite, for quite a long time. What, what do you mean by that specifically? Well, mate, like, you know, he, his footwork wasn't there, his speed work wasn't there. Like, he just looked awkward. It, it, he... he he was more that tough, yeah. He was more that tough. He was, yeah. he was, tough. Yeah. He was yeah. a bloke that made 40, yeah. 50 tackles no, he's every a, week. He's yeah. a, but, yeah. but now he's got that. Now yeah. he's got I, that. He's ascended is what's yeah. happened. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, and that's a, he might be, and I used to say it about Cooper Cronk, he might be the, the uh, um, hard work tribute to hard work. Yeah. And, and it that's does. Right. And he, he, I don't think he gets picked as a starting lock ahead of Jake, but... If he's in the conversation, I'm not offended by that at or all. Or Cameron, but he did. Yeah. Or Cameron. Yeah, you know what? If at ne- least. Yeah. If New South Wales are up 2-0, chuck him on the bench at least. I'd say personally. We'll, we'll save, 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 save it. We'll save it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll save Origin. Sorry, yeah, slip my mouth seven about it. And the bench is uh, May, which we've which potentially could change in Naden. Capel, Leota, Tedaviano, uh, Tedavano, Barney, that bench... Well, I don't think they can hold Naden on the bench. If they're going to put May into the centre, may as well play Mitch, they, uh, Mitch Kenny. Yeah, they need to have someone that can go into hooker, maybe play a bit of lock, or, and Naden can't do that, obviously. 
So we'll know, but we'll know that four o'clock Sunday, won't we? We'll know that. Six. Uh, no, any takeaways on the bench? It's hard to really say. Leota's been good. Mate, Leota's uh, been had his name thrown up as a roughie for New South Wales as well. I think mm. if he gets picked for New South Wales, he comes off the bench mate, because what Brad Fittler has said, his impact play off That's the it. bench. So he'll be off the bench he's for New South Wales player. if he is picked. Yeah. It could be a 17, Leota, yes. Like, it was only a few years ago, Leota and Andy Saunders were the best two front rowers running around in New South Wales Cup. Wet weather football, Penrith's got a better bench. Uh, normal football, Melbourne's got a better bench. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, finish your Leota story. Just yeah. middle stuff. No, like, he was, uh, like, you know, like he, he was one of the best players running around in reserve grade, killing it. And look, there was no yeah. any doubt of him coming on, having a good career as a first grader. Yeah. But coming off the bench is the best fit for him. 100%. And even last year he was really good, but yeah. didn't get a lot of plaudits either, yeah. That's right. He, he is the quintessential interchange player, I'd say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Capel's there to do the work. I think Capel's there to do the kick-out work, uh, which I flagged. May probably start. And Ted Avane's been good. He's been good all year. Has let him down. He's he just he's going for running, running yeah. metres. That's what he's there for. Yep. The, the tough stuff. He's up the, the one that actually... Eight to ten metres yep. every time he touches the ball, straight yep. down the guts. Yep. All right. Pure and simply, let's let's run through the matchups. Give me a... You've done, have you done ticks and crosses? Are you, oh, you I'm waiting doing? for your ticks all and right. crosses. What do we got? Fullbacks. Edwards uh, Pappenhausen. Edwards. Wingers. Daggy, do you give one? I'm giving it to Penrith. Oh, I'm calling it a draw, actually. I'll blank them draw. out. Draw. Daggy's going with a draw. I think Penrith. Trev's going Penrith. Ollie? Melbourne. Melbourne. Only because I love Adek Carr, but I, as well. I, th- oh, I think oh, the I love Adek Carr. fullback. Not oh, no, fullback. No, yeah, I'm giving fullback. that to Papenhausen. Yeah, so we've got Melbourne, Melbourne. One for Penrith, three for Melbourne. Mansour Vunivalu. Oh, we're going right down a page? Yeah. Uh, Mansour, def- Mansour defensively for me. Vunivalu. Mate, even Blockers. Blockers joining in. Well, I'm, going, I'm going with Mansour in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, keep going, Ban. Roll through. No, Trev. Ah, oh, Vunavali. Yep. Uh, Naden Lee. So don't need one. Ah, uh, Naden. Naden. Tyron May. I'm going but with they as well. Will they be matching up or will it be Nathan? No, that, that doesn't matter. This we'll is straight numbers. No, oh, I think oh, okay, they match okay. up across yeah. the Can I say way, one, two, three? Can I, can I, yeah, can I draw it? So we've got Crichton Olam. Call it a draw. Olam. Olam. Oh, I hate saying it, but Olam. Do I have to pick? All right. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying Olam too, actually, defensively. And I'm going with Crichton. Okay, you're there. Yeah. Go, keep going. Uh, Tuo and Adokar. Adokar. And I adore Bri- uh, Brian Tuo. You know, completely. Yeah, I'm going to go to Fox. Yep. Adokar. The fuck yeah, me says. Too. This uh, is such a Luai tremendous Munster. matchup. Luai. Here and now. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> oh, I really want to go Luai, and he can, but I'm going Munster. Yeah, I'm going to go with Luai just because of the way I think the game's going to play out. Yep. Cleary. Uh, we got Cleary Hughes. Cleary, 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 Cleary. Cleary. Penner, Penner, Penner. But somehow, Jesse Bromwich. <sighs> oh. 
mate, I reckon... Bromwich. Bromwich. Yeah, I'll go Jimmy. Tamiya. Yeah, I'm going Tamiya as well. Uh, we've got Smith and Coruscant. Smith. 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 Yep. Uh, Welch, Fisher, Harris. This is the... Oh! <laughs> Welch. Yeah, Welch. Welch. I'm going to go with Fisher, Harris. Melbourne, Melbourne. Kafusi uh, Kikau. Kikau for explosiveness. Kikau will, will produce a match winning thing, whereas Kafusi will Kafusi around a bit. Yeah, I'll go Kikau. <laughs> I'll go Kikau. I'm going to go Kafusi. Wow, this is a wipeout. So I'm going to go with um, Kikau as well. Uh, Martin, Kenny Bromwich. Martin. Martin. I'm going to go Kenny. We should clarify that uh, Trev is actually a Melbourne supporter, so there's some people knowing this. I'm but going with Penrith. Uh, Yo and Nelson. Big Nelson. Yo. 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 Uh, May Brandon Smith. Cheese. The block of cheese. A bit of camembert cheese, if you will. Yep, the no, cheese. Kate will Tito. Tino. Got to yeah, go Tino. 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 Yeah, that's a Melbourne across the board, I think. Uh, Leota F- Dale. Dale. Finucan. Yes, that's him. Big Moses. Finucan. Yeah, I think I might take Leota in this one, to be honest. Uh, Tedavano, Nico Hines. Oh, Tedavano. Tedavano. I'm going to go with Hines, just because... It suits what they do. Yep. So how's your, how's your ticks and crosses gone here, Barney? Give us a count before we actually ask you some proper questions. Ooh, proper questions. What are these proper questions? Uh, so we've got the ones have gone to Melbourne, twos have gone to Penrith, no, just threes just have gone count to Penrith. Oh, okay. Well, give me a second. That, all right, so feel, all right, now I'll, I'll do my actual job. Uh, we, 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 we've analysed it all individually. Uh, the key matchups, just just quickly, Ollie, the halves. The halves. It. And, and how, how do the halves play to how this game's going to play out, potentially in the wet? I have to go Melbourne's halves overall, and it is going to rest on Cam Munster's shoulders. He needs to have a huge game. He needs to not be hot-headed. Cleary is the best half out of the four, but I feel like... If Melbourne are to win this game, Munster has to have a huge game. The halves are going to decide this game pretty much because they will be getting that ball to the forwards and the forwards are going to have a big impact, especially in wet weather football. So with that in mind, I have to go Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes, although I think Cleary is out of the four, the best half, and will still have a good game. Trev? Yeah, mate, I think in the halves, Nathan Cleary, I just think his game management is going to be so much better than... uh, Users, just yep. overall, like Barney, the halves. Oh, we have a tally as a hiccup on if here. We're going with um, we're going with wet weather football. I think Penrith have got the edge in the halves, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think that Melbourne rely on a running game, and when the ground slick, that's probably not. Takes what you Hugh, want. It does take Hughes out of the running. Yep. So we've got um, out of the seventeen, we've got eight ticks for Melbourne, six ticks for Penrith, and three ticks for the draw. So I pretty no close to 50-50, but no, there was, well, out of the four, there was two. That oh, gotcha, 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 Wow, isn't it? It's incredible, actually. Um, all right, the hookers. Cameron Smith controls this. Cameron Smith. I love Appy, but... Ca- 
the forward pack? I think so. I think Penrith got the tick in the forward packs. Kev? Oh, I think Melbourne's got the forward pack. I have to agree with Trev. I think Melbourne have the wet weather forward pack. Yeah, wet weather Less brilliant, but bigger and body-wise, yeah. I feel like yeah. the forwards nearly decide this game. Barn? I'm just worried about the way that Melbourne went away from their forward pack last week. Like, I, th- yeah, but I think if no, they backed themselves, they nah, would they, have gone they, they, through yeah, the they on, and rolled. The thing is, they, they worked on something. They utilised, they saw what Canberra's issues were and they and they attacked it straight Yeah, of away. course, for that and 30 like, minutes. Yes. And, 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 and the funny thing is, it was dry weather footy. But I think for the, the, the last week, 50 minutes, Canberra actually were better in the forwards than what Melbourne Because you so. know for sure and certain... Uh, it's like bashing down the gate. If it's wet, they're going to play the crash play. They love it. They're just going to line their forwards up and have Cameron Smith go one out. They're going to go bang, bang, bang to the post. I think that plays for Penrith, to be honest. You they're going to play back through the In middle. In wet? I think, yeah. Okay. I think if they play back through the middle, I think it, uh, the advantage goes to Penrith. But I think I think they can crash and crash and crash against there with a Soliola, Tino, Welch and Bromwich and just hammer at the door. Do exactly and this is what we're predicting. Fisher, Harris and of course Tamo they can, but who does it better? Who's master? Though, that's what I'm saying. Well, and then can Penrith, go the one out, two out. I think Penrith out. are better with the short ball than uh, Melbourne, and I think Melbourne are better with the long ball than Penrith are. So. Yeah. And the bench. Yeah, Melbourne's got the oh, bench. Melbourne's got Melbourne. Melbourne. Could, has anyone ever won did Clive Churchill off the bench? No. That I can remember. The closest no. is the two players that came close. One was uh, Jeff Lima in yep. uh, 2007. Mm-hmm. He came close. And Kevin Ward for Manly in 1987. Could the, che- the cheese could blow this game open. He could. He could absolutely be a star here. Uh, yeah, I think it's exciting. That it doesn't matter who you ask. You can ask one person. I have one opinion. I think this is just the most evenly matched game. So excited for it. Um, before so we get final predictions, up, yeah, final predictions. First of all, where are we spending Sunday night, Barney? You come up here for us? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. What are you doing? I'm at the game. Oh, good luck. Uh, yeah. Oh, you are too. Enjoy. He's got tickets. What are you doing? Oh, may I probably be here or at my sister's? No, that's fine. You're allowed to. Uh, and as a, you are actually allowed to. No, <laughs> Thank please. you for allowing people no, to do you things are actually, on their own free will. He, he keeps his secret, but you are a <laughs> Melbourne Storm fan, aren't you? I thought you were a Roosters fan. No, he's Storm. Melbourne Storm, mate, 1998. So how, as a fan, let's just, as a fan, how, how are you approaching this weekend? Are you excited? Are you confident? Are you ready to go? I mean, I, I'm pretty calm, actually, as a fan, to be honest. Yeah. And that, like, like, I feel like... Um, Cameron Smith is going to yeah, control it. That's just it. Just get through it. That's it. Do like, what I, needs I to be done. See, I just see it as, yeah. an, like, as another game. But if Penrith do win, like, I wouldn't be disappointed, you know. I played juniors footy here in Penrith. And that's so, like... It's yeah. a perfect mix for you, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's it. Like, so I've always had a soft spot for the Penny Panthers. Mm. No, that's good. All right. Final word. Uh, we'll go from the bottom. Uh, I want your score or your, your margin. First try, Clive Churchill, clutch play, Ollie. With 15 minutes to go, Melbourne will be leading eight points to six, similar to the Roosters last year against the Raiders, and then Melbourne will absolutely run away with it, unfortunately. As I'll be there, I'll be supporting Penrith, but I think Melbourne just... tear them apart. In the end, it'll be similar to South versus uh, the Bulldogs in 2014. A close game, last 10 minutes. Melbourne just absolutely opened them up. I'm going to say 26 to eight. 
Clive Churchill medal will be Cameron Smith, whether he has a good game or not. Isn't it an absolute bloody moral? <laughs> Isn't it a fucking moral? They get moral, beaten Cameron? by 40 uh, and you're still... Everyone just take the fall as 50 But you know what? That clutch, that, that clutch player will be Cam Smith because I believe... He, uh, I genuinely think he will be in the conversation for Clive Churchill medal, whether he wins it or not. I feel like he will have earned it to an extent. I, yeah. oh, no, I'll go next. Fuck it. I always go last. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I agree a lot. No, I always feel like I chime in last and disagree with people. No, get amongst it. No, <laughs> I'm going to say um, first try at a car, broken field play through the middle, pop up and now won't catch him. Off he goes. Uh, I'm going to say 24-12 Melbourne. Okay. I'm going to say for the same reasons as you, but probably yeah. two late tries. Yeah. I agree with Cameron Smith because I think in the wet he will control it. And you got to remember, this is a bloke that we're saying is the best of all time walking on the field for probably his last ever game. He's going to kick well. He's going to play well. He'll uh, have a – yeah, he will tackle his ass off. And I think it'll be very a very central base game. And I think, yeah, broken field, a couple of points there. Papenhausen chiming in here and there as well will be the points come from. Crash play is going to be on late in the game and just be enough to break Penrith. Be on all game. Yeah, so they're going to hammer and hammer and hammer and the walls will break eventually. Uh, kudos to Penrith for being very nice, but that's uh, what I think for me. So for me, first try out Carr, Clive Churchill, Smith, Canberra, uh, not Canberra, Canberra Rap, Melbourne by 12. Trev? Yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne 13 plus. Uh, I'm probably going to look around the 25 to 12 scoreline. Okay. Yeah. Smith uh, slotting a field goal in the last. I mean, well, camera months. No, yeah. I, I, what, what, what I'm seeing is that uh, Melbourne will have a score at 18 12 and they'll drop a okay. field goal. Then they'll score one yeah, in yeah, the yeah. last couple of minutes. That, that's what I was going to ask. Where does the field goal come? Yeah. yeah. So I reckon um, pretty early on. Um, and also, first try scorer, you know what? First try scorer, I'm going to give uh, Big Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Barney boy. I want Penrith to win, mate. Like freaking. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want Melbourne to win. I want Penrith to win. And if Penrith play like they did last week, they'll get beaten by yep. thirty. But I mean, I'm actually expecting, especially if you get weather, wet weather football. I think Penrith's going to roll through the middle, and I think Penrith might jump out to a twelve. 18 point lead in the first 20 30 minutes because I think Pen- uh, Melbourne, if they're going to do that one two and then shift to the edges in wet weather football, it's not going to work. They'll get jammed on the edges, they'll, there'll be some drop ball and it'll be ugly. And Penrith yeah. will just roll through the middle. I think Penrith actually will get away with this game and I think they'll win one to 12. I think um, if anyone's going to be the man of the match, it's going to be Kikau because it's that's the go-to. Come with the, the moment. Come with the man. Just yeah. give him the fucking ball and let him run over people. Five he, he's had out. three weeks to think about what if he's done. If you've got five metres to stop him, good luck stopping him. You're going to need two or three blokes to stop him five metres out with a good ball on his chest. I, I'm not going to disagree, but can I counter, isn't that what Papali would have thought last week in the Melbourne defence? Yeah, but Papali's middle. I know, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. They're all that's true. On an edge when he's running at Munster or Hughes with, um, you know, Olam or yep. Lee outside him, good talking. luck. It'll be Lee, actually. He'll be running at Lee and he'll be running at Munster and, yeah, good luck trying to yeah. stop him. I think, yeah, Penrith 1-12, to 12, man of the match. Um, I'm going to go with... 
there's so many there. I think Luai, because if they're going to go to the left edge, is going to be the one that's going to be putting on the try assists. Yeah. Um, Cleary will probably actually have a better game, but Luai will be the one that will be providing the points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, first try scorer, oh, we'll go with Kiko again. Beautiful. It's going to go to that left edge, and that's their go-to. And if it doesn't work, they get flogged. But No, yeah, you're allowed yeah, you're like, Everything you just said is yeah. absolutely beautiful. I just like, want to fully indulge as a fan of rugby league for a second. Ever since I can remember, pretty much every week I've been going to Penrith home, at least Penrith home games with my dad and my brother, riding the wave with them every week, even though I'm a Titans fan. I've seen them go through the highs and the lows, but every year it ends up ending up in disappointment. To and, and they always harp back to 2003 because those two actually went to the grand final and every year they always talk about when they went to 2003. If I am able to be at this grand final with my dad and my brother who are mad Penrith supporters who have ridden the wave if they win this grand final I'll admit I'll probably shed a tear for them like just yeah, to be able to be, thing. Well, I remember just you know, to, so I am backing Penrith as a fan all the way but gun to my head yeah. I have to go with Melbourne so what I want to say is boys who are we going for in this grand final oh, well, I remember when no actually just to finish yeah, that, yeah, I remember yeah. in 02 I was is 02 dogs on the comp no uh, 04, 04. 04 04 I used to go to every dogs game yeah because uh, we, we had the uh, school pass is the uh, oh, yeah, pass yeah, yeah. I'd go to every dog game awesome. every week um, for Belmore free you'd go ANZ. in and go Belmore and ANZ and the, and the showground yeah Belmore yeah. Um, and then to be with my two mates when they won the comp was the same sort of thing yeah, yeah. Uh, I respect that so yes who are we going for Melbourne because god damn I can't stand the Penrith fans around here uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that is understandable I hate a couple of teams purely because of their fans if you took them out I would love the narrative of Penrith winning yeah I'm not a complete C-bomb, but... Oh, I'm, I'm like you, mate. Like, I want Melbourne to win, but if Penrith yeah. win, good on them. Oh, I've tipped with my heart, to be honest. I expect Melbourne to win, but <laughs> what I've yeah. said is... That'd be a great thing, and I good on them. Like, that's yeah, what I want to see. And at like, the end of the day, I just don't want to hear Dan and Keg and Joel and... Yeah. God help us. In 2003, <laughs> wet weather football, Roosters were heavy favourites. Melbourne probably aren't as favoured as the Roosters were in that grand final from memory and watching yeah. back, and Penrith got the job done that day. Canberra were favourites to go three in a row in 1991. Penrith got it done. Penrith were minor premiers both years. I know you don't go off history too much, but just if you so do many, go off history, there's, there's just some so weird... I just like the energy out of Penrith. Up, like yeah. They're, yeah. they're a team. They, are on, they, they feel do like, everything they feel for like each other, whereas Melbourne's sort of that robot structure. And, yeah. and But like, that said, I thought last week was... Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, a, a change to that. But, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. We have gone like for very long. I want to thank Ollie. I want to thank Damo. I want to thank Trev for turning up. I want to nah, thank Barney that, Boy. Shit, thank Mariah for running down here to tear up. I want to thank the Graham's Hotel for hosting us all year. Yes. I want to thank Colonial Hotel have also hosted us. I want to thank uh, Action Bailey. Shout out to him. He uh, is listening long all year. And, uh, he actually seems to know what he's talking and, about. And uh, well. sounds quite intelligent, which is a surprise. So good on you, Action. Um, <laughs> It's been a pleasure, boys. We are actually going to... We want to thank you for yeah, putting yeah, in the I, No, yards. you know what? I want to turn up every week. I want to thank all of you just for letting me on. Yeah. <laughs> and, our, yeah. and this isn't the season finale because we will do... A, we're going to move to no, a no, Sunday we'll session. We'll do another week or two. We'll do, uh, we'll do a GF wrap next weekend and then we've got uh, Origin, Origin coming up. And then stuff and stay tuned because we'll, we'll put it out there. There'll be a couple of summer sessions where we can throw out some stuff and And then when we have a couple of weeks off, we'll put some get graphics Get bored and up say, and fuck it, let's go to whatever. a podcast. But um, 
right. And thank, I would need to thank the beautiful producer Mariah, who's giving me yeah. upstairs because he should have been home an hour ago. She hasn't bought me a beer. <laughs> and I also want to thank. Going on? Oh, I'll get you one now. I also <laughs> want to thank uh, everyone that's listened and everyone's fed it. The numbers actually went through the roof a few weeks ago, and um, thank you guys. Get on board, give us feedback. I'm going now. I'm going to play some music and We're go. Be the best hey, I'll play your favourite music. Mm. Ooh. No, I'm just going to. I fucked it up. Woody's oh, <laughs> good. That's unsurprising. Thanks for being part of it all, guys. Bye bye. Press your buttons, damn it. Trev, play the eardrums. This is scary. Bye, everyone. Dirty, sexy, sneaky thing. <laughs>